Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about how we had a lovely a month and a half, almost two month vacation, but everything fucking burned down while we were gone. We were struggling to find something to talk about in the last couple episodes other than the obvious Game Awards and other shit going on. And now it's like there's there's almost no shortage of shit to talk about. My name's Dylan. <laughs> My name's Victim. And I'm Rick. Or Skuma. It's fine. <laughs> People who saw the pre-show will get that joke. No, uh, so obviously there, there's, been, there's been some gaming news. We can't pretend to be a gaming podcast if we don't cover these next couple of subjects. So I feel like we should just cover them first and get them out of the way. Starting with sure. obviously the biggest news in gaming probably ever that will probably ever will be is for two very important reasons. Uh, during a session of the Italian Senate, someone in the Zoom call played some like 3d animated hydra fx fucking tifa lockhart porn two very important reasons nice. you've seen those tits they're fucking huge right like that was like some taste like and now it is in the government record <laughs> i'm kidding that was real that actually happened by the way i mean it is in the government <laughs> record just for different reasons yeah i think i think the biggest news right now it, that broke today like it broke this morning was the, the whole microsoft thing yeah. How do we even begin to talk about that? Like, it was- so actually, it's funny. As I was ending stream, that was why I was taking so long to end it, is we were having a, a conversation about that. Oh, do tell. Um, I so I, I feel like the first thing I want to mention, because apparently, actually, one of my cousins uh, echoed the this, this same sentiment. I think it's such a stupid sentiment um, that Sony fanboys are absolutely fucking livid. Why? They're pissed. Because they're not going to get their fucking Call of Duties on their on their Playstations or their favorite games on their Playstations. But, and I mean, Microsoft can go back on this. Microsoft did say they don't want to do that. I don't know what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. That, that, that could be like, well, we don't want to do it as they do it anyways. But so I feel the- like that's a, that's, that's a shit take even then. Because Blizzard games have been going down the fucking Blizzard and Activision games have been going down the toilet for like ten plus years now. I can't even think of a of a, a Blizzard game that I've enjoyed that's new in the last like decade. Yeah, it's like like even like newer editions of Call of Duty. There, there's still aspects of them that are very clearly like failing or at least declining in comparison to their predecessors. Right. So like, it's like I don't know. I feel like it's just a weird take. Um, because at least now the games will be better and right. they'll be probably still at least available on pc yeah the um well between the two consoles sony's had better exclusives for a long time um there's an argument to be made that halo's been functionally carrying the exclusives on the xbox uh but the last couple of halos weren't good right like right uh halo infinite you know fucking knocked it out of the park but it's also on pc um and it's on Games Pass. It could be on anything you want it to be on. Uh-huh. It, so doesn't you don't even but, need an Xbox to play all those games. Yeah. Now yep. Microsoft, like if this was a war, Microsoft would have already won because they're doing the it, streaming service correctly. Um, looking at you, Google, and your Stadia garbage. That shit works really good. Like I, I've tried it on my phone. Like I was playing Master Chief Collection on my Android. It was an S9. I have a new phone now. I haven't tried it on it, but like 
on my S9, I was able to play like Master Chief Collection multiplayer with a Razer Kishi controller, which is uh, actually for the, for those watching the VOD and the stream live, I will I will show you what it actually looks like, so it's not confusing. But like this little guy, uh, which resembles an Xbox controller, but you plug your phone into it, right? Like I was playing Halo with this, and uh, it was pretty fucking sick. Like it worked really well. And any Xbox game that says cloud enabled on their little app on Android for Xbox Games Pass, I can play. And then my saves sync. So if I have like the, the Xbox fucking console, which I do now, um, I can totally like pick up and play. Like, that, that's yeah, huge it, to me. Like, it is an amazing thing to get done right because Microsoft has swung on so many new or new ish technologies and missed. But there are two things they've always gotten right, which is the player-to-player, uh, -player, you know, Xbox Live, and yep. this. Uh, mm. They missed on a lot of things, like the uh, augmented reality garbage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, it which, fine, whatever. Following any trend Nintendo does is always a bad thing. Right. I wish I brought Trio Doug on this episode, uh, but I, did, I didn't want to invite anybody, because, uh, one... Tecker wants to be on the show, and he's, like, first in line. And two, uh, this is, like, the big comeback after a vacation. But, like, uh, Trio Doug was on a previous episode of ours where uh, we were on vacation or something, right? And uh, I was uh, looking for people to join, so I had Trio Doug and Moon on. And, and one of the things I was talking about with Trio Doug was how um, the Xbox, like, multiplayer experience was, like, way better than Sony's. He actually had the chance to see both, um, even though, like myself, he was born very poor. Um and, uh, you know, I, I was dealt Sony in life. I didn't get a PC till later. I didn't know what I was missing, right? But uh, he had the reverse experience where he started off with Xbox and Xbox 360 and stuff. And then and then he got a PS3 and it's like, okay, where's where's party chat? Where's group chat? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not no, there. Be Xbox, <laughs> well, Xbox did the same thing, kind of the same pioneering that Steam did on the other side, you know, with... Uh, where you have to be at that level now. Like, we don't have brick phones from a new company being like, oh, well, that's just the way phones are when you start. No, you got to make yeah. an iPhone mm -hmm. or better. Right. And I, I, I don't want to keep paraphrasing Trio Doug's words. I just want to bring him on the show sometime because his perspective is really cool. It's a, yeah, it's a perspective no, I don't share because I didn't buy an Xbox until this year for the first time in my life. Um, I kind of love it. It's kind of nice. Um my oldest son, he's four, he started playing Minecraft, and he's starting to get a little obsessed. And I'm a little worried. <laughs> get him while they're young. Get him he can't young. read yet, um, but he knows how to do lots of things in the game. And... He'll intuit so much without being able to read. Yeah. So, no, you're, just wait, you're going to be amazed at the kind of shit he builds in the next year. Oh, I'm you're sure. going to have a little symbol in your hands. I know. It was like me with Tenchu when I was young, right? Like, Tenchu 2, I, I made so many levels. I had a whole PS1 memory card, like, full of custom levels from Tenchu 2, which reminds me, I wrote down, I came prepared. Uh, so, yes. Xbox, they, they acquired Activision Blizzard, and I looked at, like, a, an abridged list of some of the stuff they have. Obviously, Call of Duty, Diablo, Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, you knew that. Yeah. But did you know that this purchase deal also includes the intellectual property rights to Candy Crush, uh... Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. Microsoft is going to make money. Uh, yeah. 
Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Hexen, Heroes of the Storm, Tenchu, the Ninja Game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Soldier of Fortune. Now, okay, it took me a second. I know why Tenchu's on that (laughs) list. They didn't acquire the developer, but they acquired the publisher. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they'll have probably have to get new developers for a lot of those games uh, that are traditionally Sony exclusive, like Crash. It'd be Uh, cool if they they revived Acquire though. I mean, like, with how bad Blizzard has been getting, like, not just with game quality, but the obvious stuff, you know, the obvious sexual assault in the room. Um, Mm, It's just off camera. Don't worry, guys. And, uh, yeah, no, they, Microsoft is just going to come down, I guess, and fix everything. Because. Did you hear that Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Blizzard, he's not getting fired, but he's expecting to leave? Probably with a huge payday. Yes. It was kind of funny the way it was worded, too. He basically was like, oh, I'll be around to help out. It's like, the fuck does that mean? No, he won't. He'll... He won't be. No, 100% won't be. That won't make fucking sense at all. No, no. The Microsoft has, we'll see how the next Bethesda game goes. That will really tell us whether or not Microsoft acquiring you is a good thing or not. Yeah, uh, yeah. it remains to be seen. But, yeah, because like, what has, has Bethesda produced anything? since microsoft acquired them that another that version was... of skyrim maybe i don't know yeah there was but another... i don't really count that that was probably already on the menu yeah um i don't know does what does bethesda own right now because that's kind of the question i i, I don't doom. know offhand they own doom they own uh doom fallout, fallout. uh elder scrolls uh there's a couple Starfield. other games i forget is there any indie games they own uh bethesda no i don't think so um, I, I I just want to. Uh, but they, if they've got a city, yeah, yeah, yes, they do have they do have uh, blades too. They've got all the Elder Scrolls shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isolus like, is right in the chat. ESO, big money maker. He's right. That is yes. A, uh, now a mobile, Microsoft property. Mobile games <laughs> are huge for that, and uh, I assume blades for the amount of money that, that was put into it and that I hear nothing about it anymore, still made plenty of money on the deal. Mobile games are weird, because it's like they make so much money, but everyone writes them off, right? Well, right. Uh, it, they, make, oh. they quietly make a lot of money. They very quietly make a shitload of money. Like Okay, so I, I don't think anything's released since, unless you count Deathloop. No, Deathloop, but Deathloop's also on PlayStation, so I don't count that. It wasn't exclusive. Therefore... Anything that happened, uh, and I think so. You're saying we need to wait and see their first exclusive game since the purchase well, to see what we're that would be for. games. Yeah, because those would be games that were made after the acquisition. At least oh, enough. Of yeah, the games yeah, yeah. Because Death Loop was probably in production when the sale happened. Oh, absolutely. So, Ghostwire Tokyo is also Bethesda, and that is coming out. Um. On the PlayStation 5 as well, later this year. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, Redfall, that's... another Arcane, uh, so the same company as Deathloop, that one's Xbox exclusive. Or, well, Xbox slash Microsoft Windows. But Yeah, well, I mean, anything that's Xbox exclusive is also PC. Um, having that huge PC market share, too, can only be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I know it's smaller than both. I think, anyways, memory serves PC is smaller than both uh consoles or all three consoles i guess because not only that i have mad respect for for how microsoft is letting their pc titles go on steam right oh yeah they're gonna yeah. they eat that 30 percent and they move on but i can play them 
is the big change because yep. like I bet you they're not. I bet you it's not even a thirty percent. I bet you they it, get a smaller. It's probably a smaller. They probably cut. have like a yeah, publisher deal. Yeah, it's or fucking something. Microsoft. Oh, of course, it has to be. Microsoft but... is like for being a massive tech overlord. Microsoft seems to be pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like, like to point out that like I mentioned, since it's on Steam, I can play it. Like uh, that that is referencing that I am still full-time 100% on Linux, still on Pop! OS. That was true a couple episodes ago. Dear listeners, listening to the, the podcast in the year 2030, binging our show, not noticing a gap in all in time, uh, you should know it's been some time since our last episode, and I am still full-time Linux all the time. I was before. I am now. Um, not doing... I'm not, I'm not going back. And uh, since... And we'll talk more about this later. We're not going to get into it now. But um, since uh, we last talked... Planet Side Two was my only holdout. Uh, it now is fully compatible with Linux because the uh, Steam Deck on the Near Horizon has caused Valve to get into a lot of talks with a lot of publishers, specifically the people that make the anti-cheat, uh, specifically easy anti-cheat, saying, "Hey, please whitelist Steam Proton as a viable runtime. It's not a cheat engine." And then once they do that, which they're only asking for the Steam Deck, it then instantly works on my computer. And so Planet Side 2, no problems. Just as good as it's Windows. It's funny. It's funny because that, that could have been a perfect segue into one of your other agenda items. And you didn't I was going to say, it. we could segue absolutely into Planet Side. It's not we have so many agenda items, me. and we need to get to them. We're 13 yeah. minutes in. I'll, I'll explain it when we get there, so not okay. to derail us too hard. So well, Xbox well, made the biggest deal in gaming. I should probably point out for those listening years in the future, right, uh, listening to our fucking show, this was the biggest deal in gaming of like sixty something billion dollars. I th- sixty eight point seven, I believe. Yeah. So the Disney Fox merger was seventy one billion. So like it's up there with like yes. crazy money. And then um, you may remember back in the day when Microsoft bought Minecraft, it made Notch one of the richest game developers in the world. Um, that was like two point five billion. So. In terms of, like, how much money this is, it's, like, an unfathomable bound of fucking money, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's – and we still do have to see if it goes through because there's some legalese that has to happen. It's kind of ridiculous. I'm like, my net worth yeah, didn't they say is $300,000, and, like, this is, like – I I'm not even a blip on the graph when you graph, like, my net worth versus this fucking purchase. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think the full acquisition even goes through until next year. Correct. So it's like, yeah, it's like early next year sometime. That's wild. Absolutely insane. Um, so are you... Doesn't excited? mean they won't be at the helm earlier, but... You got, you got to consider the, the silver lining of this deal is that we could see a sequel to the greatest racing game ever made, Crash Team Racing, that has Spyro the Dragon, which is already DLC in the remake. Ricky Martin Master Tenshu. Chief, why not? Master we Chief. We can put Master Chief on a warthog and... The guy from Soldier of Fortune, all of the named characters from World of Warcraft, who nobody gives a shit about because I never played it, and fucking <laughs> Price oh, from so, Call of Duty, yeah, all Price. in one game, kart racing. You know, mm. I don't, I don't mind, I, I do not mind <laughs> that sort of uh, aspect or that craziness. Fuck, we could make a first-person shooter with all of our, you know, we got Smash Bros on the Nintendo. We can have a first-person shooter for uh, Microsoft. That's just all of their IPs. I feel like they would just make an original shooting game that feels like Halo and just has a bunch of stupid skins. I, I feel like that might be so tempting that they might do that instead. And that, that's not nearly as good or fun. Yeah. Um, Ice Loops, it was three minutes ago now. But yes, God of War is on Steam. 
Yes, it is. And it, I did oh, yeah, not check. True. In fact, I'll check right fucking now. Like, I don't a... think Ragnarok is set to launch on Steam right away, but it is coming. I think there's a Steam page open for it and everything. Like here, let me drag oh. my web browser over so, where my camera is. I do is. know that I, I briefly saw a post on Reddit about uh, God of War being on Steam. That's my only reference for it being on Steam. Um, Gold. It works on my computer. Look at that. So this nice. website, ProtonDB, if I move this over, you can see it a little bit better. We see some people saying launch options. Like they changed a couple things, and it works fucking flawless. Um, game is hey. enjoyable, but stutters a bit. This, per- But, you know, their specs are all different, right? And they're all on display so like people with nvidia doing good people that don't have nvidia not so good that's fine that's pretty standard that's actually pretty standard i have an nvidia graphics card and linux has not stopped me once uh on that front Every, there's like a meme where if you're on linux you better have an amd graphics card that's not fucking true i mean my next graphics card purchase will be amd out of principle well, yeah but uh i have not been hindered whatsoever by my 1070 graphics card it has not been a problem ever um okay. so, so point is, we is the uh, god of war not only is it on steam it works on linux excellent Fucking have dope. we beat the horse of uh, microsoft becoming disney part two yeah so okay. before we we seg oh so without a segue let's talk about a couple things i wanted to say so okay let's se- talk about your shit <laughs> since the last episode uh i i went back and listened to it basically the last episode we voted on the game awards and um What's it called? Um, talked about how the Game Awards went. It's a sham. It's a fucking stupid show. Uh, so I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, what we've been up to and what we've accomplished. And I want to talk, I, w- I want to bring up Game of the Year discussion, right? With the three of you. With the three of yes. us. So first of all, I listened back to our last episode and I was talking about how I was currently playing the Near Replicant remake. I have since beaten the Near Replicant remake. And it is, in my opinion, really good. Is it as good as Nier Automata? Uh, it's it's like up there with it, like in terms of quality. But um, I feel like it wasn't as impactful, but partly because I already kind of knew what happened because I played a little bit of the original game and I knew how it ended because I never expected it to be remade. So I kind of looked up what I didn't already know. Like the stuff I didn't experience in the original, I looked up because I wanted to play the new one and I wasn't expecting it to be remade. And I thought it was and, and emulating a PS3 is complicated because they have a really weird architecture on their CPU. You can't even emulate near very well either, no. even when you even when you do get it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a frustrating process. Exactly. That was actually the first moment that I started hating em, emulator devs, is because I was just trying to like I, I there was a video of it working, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get that to work even with better with a better PC, and they right. just laughed at me like I was a fucking idiot. It's like. I, I'm not a developer. I'm asking you guys for help, you fucks. Thanks for nothing. Uh, I guess PS3 is unemulatable. I mean, it's yeah. it's emulatable, but it's hard. And whatever. Uh, so I never thought it would be remade, so I went and spoiled myself on some of the cool twists. Uh, now, the remake comes with a new ending, which is real fucking good. Won't spoil it for Victim. You need to play it on stream. Um, it, it's coming. I got such a fucking long list of games, yeah, especially you since you guys gifted me some shit over Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Get on that cyberpunk. No, but uh, so near replicant, really fucking good, really fucking good. Um, victim, you need to play it and you need to go in blind. Uh, and then uh, I said I would finish Scarlet Nexus afterwards. That did not happen. Why did that not happen? Because I started playing the Master Chief Collection with Destiny, uh, Irony Two and Two at Shipposter Club, um, and we um, 
we got through Halo 1, Halo 2, and we started Halo Reach. Uh, but then I, um, much like a drug addict, uh, I started playing Warframe. And I've been playing it ever since. Uh, and it has consumed a lot of my time that I would otherwise spend on other games. Um, for those who don't know, Warframe had a big update that we've been waiting over three years for, uh, which was called The New War, where it is a story expansion that covers um, stuff that happens after the cliffhanger ending of the last big story expansion, which was three fucking years ago. Um, it was delayed by COVID, which is reasonable, and it was delayed because DE is bad at releasing things, which is expected. And um, it was 10 out of 10. It was the best update they've ever made. The best story content they've ever made. Uh, I have no bad things to say about it. Um, I think everyone who has the slightest interest in Warframe should probably play it. Uh, if you're not ever going back, watch a playthrough because it was really good. Um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suggest anyone go back to that game because it's like a drug addiction. <laughs> and I've already spent okay. over a hundred dollars since I went back. Oh, wow. fuck. That is a drug addiction. I But I okay, got Hero that's Prime. That's different than I was expecting. <laughs> it was I, so I thought good. you were just going to be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've just spent 100 hours playing since. No, no. <laughs> All right. I, I fucking love it, I swear. Like, um, I I went, like, I got Mike and Helzek on it. Uh, Helzek was in the chat earlier. Hydro in the chat right now. He's been playing it, too. Um, we've been playing together a little bit every once in a while, doing stuff. I've been trying to help. Helzek and Mike catch up to me, and then collectively the three of us are trying to catch up to Hydro, which might never happen. But that's fair. So Hydro much stuff has come out since I went on hiatus that I have a lot to do, and none of it's time gated, right? Like uh, the open world stuff is time gated. Victim, you hate it. We talked about this. Um, they've it's made like that one stuff. Thing that they made that stuff so easier. Much. It's a lot easier to do that stuff now, but it's still time gated. But there, every new system that has come out since. That isn't an open world map because Deimos doesn't count, right? Because it's also an open world map, and it's it's early content. Uh, everything else that they've made that is not early content, that is not that new open world map, is not time gated at all, and it is very skill based. Like the Lich hunting, the Sisters of Pravos, right? That stuff is not time gated and is very skill based. Like you and also Steel Path, skill based, not time gated. You just need to do it. Um, it's almost like they listened to your complaints. Um, but they didn't like. They made the time gating stuff better. They never. They didn't remove any of it. But everything they've added since is not time gated. So, I props. I guess um, I'm not going to recommend you get back into it. In fact, it um, it's really addicting, and you should probably stay away. Uh, but it's it's going to be one of those moments <laughs> where like I'll need to really be in the mood for yeah. that kind of thing to really jump back in. I think. I swear, once you're in that mood, fucking call me. I'll be there. <laughs> Destiny will be there too. We'll get you Sounds on our rail jack. We'll go. We'll go farm. It's great. It's good to hear that the crack is, uh, you know, there. If I ever want it, it's a feeling I haven't felt in a long time. Like I really enjoyed Near Replicant. That game is really good. I really enjoy Scarlet Nexus. I promise I'll go back for it. I really want to see how it ends. I haven't done it yet, obviously, but um, it feels good to have a game where I have long-term goals that are difficult to meet that require time, investment, and challenge. And I can play it with friends, or I could put on a fucking video essay or a podcast that is really long, and I could just grind stuff out. Like, and then when the story content rolls in, I I, I, I don't do that, and I listen, and I, I turn the music volume back up, and it's good, right? Like, yeah, I feel rewarded. I really like <clears throat> uh, like about 
specifically like PC gaming that I never really got with other like consoles mm -hmm. is the just I'm gonna put something on the other screen. Also, you can finally convincing me to get a second monitor was the right choice. Yeah, it was that it was the right choice, wasn't it? Changed my life. Show us the setup. Can you rotate your camera? Yes, I can. I want to see. In fact, it. you can see that I am only halfway paying attention to you as well because <laughs> I have a game up. Oh, oh right, my, exposed. My, I know, right? But no, it's fine. Yeah, you can see where my cord is up there, so it can only be so uh, exposed here. But the okay. uh, so I've got the L the corner desk here, and then uh, is that a total war game? Yes, it is. It's the yeah. I decided <laughs> to bust out something that just requires mindless uh, thought process. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah. This is uh, the elbow here. Nice. So yeah. It's and I really have gotten into putting my uh, camera on top of the second monitor and looking down at me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I felt like it's better than. I, like, uh, I think it's a flattering angle. Straight ahead at my like, main monitor. I like this little side profile. Like I got the, you know, I got the ring light right there, like shining on my face, and then I got the the background light, which makes my camera do really cool things with the focusing automatically. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I think I want to do a few other things uh, all said and done. I'm probably going to change the setup a little bit again in the long run. But uh, mm. I like where it is right now because awesome. my bed's on the other side, like that direction. And so I can always just turn the second monitor around, plug in my uh, soundbar. Because my soundbar is Bluetooth, so mm. I mostly just use it with, for my phone. But uh, I can always plug it in. To the PC and use it as just like if I want to lay in bed and watch something. Living the life. That's kind of nice. Well, I haven't seen your place since you moved in. <laughs> yeah, well, being single has its perks sometimes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if I wanted to come see you, there's a lot of logistics involved. Like, I got two kids. Are they coming with me? Oh. Probably. Like, Hazu <laughs> trash here with three mono monitors. Oh, Yo. Boy. I mean, I guess I could plug in my old monitor and have three, yeah. but. Not to flex, but like these two monitors the are double wide. Like I got the two double wide mounted on the wall. They they can be moved, like they pull out and they rotate. But like, I got the I'm I'm rocking the two double wides. I never full screen any window unless it's a video. Yeah, game. Uh, I've got uh, double wide as well uh, now. Well, I, actually, I don't know finer double. The I forget what the technical term for the twenty five by uh, fourteen hundred. Twenty five hundred sure. by fourteen hundred. High resolution. I think that's, yeah, that's the. Uh, that's the one above, just a step above. It's high resolution, but it's not physically large, right? Yeah. I didn't want uh, ultra-wide monitors. I knew that. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe if I had bought a 3090, but I didn't want it. And like, but as it right? is, like, I have to, like, like if I'm doing a really resource-intensive game and I want to have all the stuff up, then I'll uh, turn off my second monitor just to save what, also, what are you I run, saving? Uh, you have a 3070. <laughs> you know, you say that, but uh, if you're running on Ultra on, like, games that were made in the last year or two... Oh, fair. That probably, that probably is a lot. Especially but... if you're running games that have, like, 4K texture mods and shit. Yeah. Uh, no, it re like, you'd be surprised at how quickly you can burn through video memory. I believe it. Um, and recently, um, I had a weird problem, like... Um, so I'm on Pop! OS right now, and, you know, TLDR, you don't use Linux, uh, I'll tell you, 
I basically have two choices when it comes to gaming on Linux. I, I pick a distribution of Linux like Papa West, where I have stable releases that have incremental little tiny updates. And then every once, every like six months or a year, there's a big update, right? Like moving from Windows 7 to 8. Um, and then uh, the other option is you install something that is just it and it just updates forever, right? It's called a rolling release, bleeding edge all the time. Those break way more often. Uh, and so I was like, I work a full-time job and have two kids. I don't want to maintain my shit. I don't want it to break and have to fix it. And so I went with Pop! OS because it was easy. Um, but what I'm getting at is, um, so I had a recent problem where I did the big upgrade, the big version number upgrade, right? And I've never actually successfully done that. So it was a bit of a leap of faith because every other distribution I've tried where that's an option, uh, it never worked. It always broke something. Uh, and then I did it and it worked. But I've ever since, I had a weird problem with Firefox. I ended up uninstalling Firefox. Uh, I'm using Brave now. I don't really, I'm not like loyal to Brave, but like it out of the box has what I want and it seems fine so far. But like Firefox was like pegging my CPU for like no reason. Um, just because I had a video open while playing Warframe. And uh, yeah, if your Firefox, CPU's into that, who are I you to judge it? it? Yeah. Yeah, I pulled off of Firefox too. I use uh, uh, Opera's. Uh, opera gx yeah the gx i'm not like the gaming part of it's whatever but it is like a very solid browser and i can use chrome extensions which made a, a world of difference in me picking it otherwise i probably would have just gone with you know whatever <laughs> but yeah it's it's been pretty good so far and i'm really happy with it um like, I don't really give a shit about Brave, but it's like, what were my options? A bunch of open source stuff that's, like, barely supported and doesn't work really good. Like, Gnome Web. Uh, or Gnome Web. Literal <laughs> Chrome. Uh, yeah, no, Chrome no also is irritated the fire out of me, and I don't know why exactly. Like, the stuff underneath is fine. Like, Chromium and all the stuff based on Chromium, like Brave, like Bromite, like, which is on my phone, uh, and, like, uh, a bunch of other web browsers that are based on chromium not chrome uh those are relatively okay google chrome itself though uh no thanks like so i was like uh in opera cause trust in the chat mentions that opera is an option but like opera is also based on chromium right so it's like yeah pick your poison and i was like well brave's got cool features and i don't have to install a bunch of extensions to get what i want so i'll just run naked brave and roll with it comes with an ad blocker it comes with a bunch of other weird shit. It comes with a bunch of crypto shit that I disabled. Oh, I mean, it was disabled by default, but, you know. Um, it works. It's fine. But um, I've been playing Warframe. TLDR, I've been playing a lot of Warframe. Victim, how you been? How, how was Christmas? It was recharging. It's good. I, um, I normally get sick this time of year, and uh, I think we mentioned it uh, a couple episodes ago. I was... Uh, Going through being rather, I guess, sick. Sick's the wrong word, but it might as well be how I describe it. Exhausted, tired um, for like a couple months straight. So it was nice to just, I, I, I just said, fuck it. I'm not going to stream for like three weeks. Just going to fucking weeks. sit down. I'm going to okay. enjoy Christmas, play whatever the fuck I want. What did you have play? fun? Um, I played a stupid amount of fucking Arcade. <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh Speaking you, of crack, have you I've, told anybody about the, or have you mentioned the podcast that you 
the dual boxing of Arcage? No. Like I think no. the last time you mentioned Arcage was there was like a new version or something coming out that you were excited about. Oh. Yeah. You got to tell them about this. Is it time? Fuck, just, might as well be. Yeah. As well. Just a quick little bit. I'm not saying that you got to like divulge uh -huh. all your secrets. I'm just saying like the uh, you got to tell them that you're dual boxing. I, I'm curious on why you're doing so, that and what this is all about actually. So Arcage has this I guess culture wrapped around it where going as hard as physically fucking possible is generally like approved upon. So like from exploiting, usually not generally like hacking or cheating. That's, that's still fuck. Like you'll get slapped real hard for that, but usually exploiting like duping and whatever in, in, in small amounts is usually okay. It devs have even done it, um, which is funny because this time around, they are banning people for that. So they literally, in their ban waves, ended up banning developers and banning fucking community managers and a bunch of people. Uh -huh. they, they then promptly quit. Uh, that, that was a fun. That was a fun time. But um, so part of that is playing multiple accounts, and since it's an older game, playing multiple accounts is actually really easy to do at the same time. So I decided I was gonna say I was gonna play two accounts instead of one this time around. <laughs> So you're doing the duping on one, and then you have the the pure. Not quite. I, I just didn't get banned for it for whatever reason. I, I just didn't get. I, I got lucky. I got a. They didn't hit me for it. That's great. So my yeah, only um, with the dice roll. My my only experience with Arcade was with the original game. I think you all convinced me to buy it. Um, I think it was paid. Um, uh, I don't remember. It was. I think it was free to play. I don't. But remember. I don't remember. I log in. I go to the first area. I walk up to like the first like difficult enemy looking thing, and I see six dudes like making the same motions. It was like an army, like marching back, forth, left, and right. Obviously, they were botting, right? And like I couldn't complete my objective because they kept killing the boss that dropped the thing I needed. That's so fucked. Yeah, I mean that, that sounds like arcade though. Honestly, mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit. Um, I've only watched some arcade myself. I've never been a fan of it uh, nothing against it it's just not my game so wait a minute yeah so so obviously arcade is not your game you've been playing a lot of arcade what happened to new world oh we have not sucks. talked about new world uh since <laughs> it came out because the show oh, we, we okay. had been on hiatus and i, I it was... think a good a good kind of like entry thing to kind of point out um okay. i guess not many of our listeners know symbolite but he, he's the kind of guy that plays a game really hard and for a very long time he, he he beats the shit out of us all and like gameplay time mm -hmm. in certain scenarios right he even quit the fucking game wow yeah so here uh I'm that gonna... man has so much tolerance for bullshit in games yes. like new world Wait, that's tragic if he actually quit holy shit so let's look at the steam charts and this is something that i wildly disagree with shill up on because in his game of the year video he was like oh you know it it's holding on okay so it came out by a thread maybe uh, and at peak so absolute peak players nine hundred thirteen thousand. like the last 30 days the peak players so absolute peak login at the same time is 117,000 players over that's the past a steep decline 30 days yes that is in if we're looking in like average players, it was in October, four hundred and ten thousand. In the last thirty days, it's about seventy-five thousand. 
down. So it, it's it's declining pretty rapidly, yeah? Yes. Wow. Anybody who says otherwise is a fucking liar. Okay. So it, 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 it's <laughs> hard happened? for me to look at that. And, and like, don't get me wrong, that's 100% horrible for them. Uh-huh. But then if you look at other games, like there's certain there's certain MMOs that are still hanging on. Like ESO, I think, still only pulls like 10K. I don't know, but ESO isn't spread but out. But then the you compare it to something like World of Warcraft, that like it can, it being considered dead is 2 million. So it, it's it's a perspective thing. But yeah, either way, New World, uh, majority of its servers don't have an, like a, an amount of players to facilitate the game anymore. Um, and I think that that's the is... ultimate real nail in the coffin. Is ESO only um, Steam? I don't I know. Think I think it's also Xbox now. As the launcher, there's uh, the Bethesda launcher, there's the Steam launcher, and then there's the Xbox. Okay. Version. Oh, here we've got a. I've got a different thing. So, um, their daily players is three hundred eighty thousand. That's like three times New World. Yeah, it's ranked number nine on. That's more than a. Uh, yeah, than yes, it was. Doing pretty off. okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. The well, the problem with New World, we we could sum it up pretty quickly, is that they clearly had no like long term goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they, was, they were hoping the game would carry itself. Yeah, well, yeah, their creative um, director quit on them and went back to ArenaNet. Like, right, know. and there were like there were so many duping bugs that you know this is supposed to be a game that is supposed to be like uh, I. Kazu, I don't know if it's breaking machines, but the New World's uh, uh, game was supposed to have a uh, player-driven economy. I said I don't know. I don't like. I'm not it going to did speak in its beta, but that was something they fixed. It was more okay. an issue on the graphics card side. I think I can't remember. I see. Though. But the um, uh, yeah, but it's a player-driven economy. But they keep shutting off the player-driven economy because. Because they're dupes and exploits and stuff, and rather than solving that, they just kind of they close the market, stop trading, yeah. and they they try to do something about it, and then they just ruin the market anyway. Yeah, it's it's fine, I guess, but again, they're going to have to relaunch it a second time. Uh, it's what's going to happen. You know what my favorite part about that was, though. So all that shit. That they kept pulling it down. They're like the way that they were gonna fix it. Their their um, their apology package was to make it so that taxes were reduced by like ninety percent for everybody. We'd already stopped playing. But also, the the wow. issue is is that they only stopped what you pay, not for what you get. Wow. So the game was literally duping its own gold. <laughs> well, so okay, but you're so, so even stupid. paying less taxes didn't really solve any problems that's so fucking stupid because the <laughs> so like the taxes the, there are lots of things yeah in ice loops right once you hit 60 there's not a fuck ton to do unless you want yeah. to do the most mind-numbing grinding i do gotta say though real quick ever do. Mm-hmm. one to 60 genuinely felt like the best i've ever experienced in an mmo i don't know if oh, i'd say i necessarily enjoyed it but it was definitely my favorite <laughs> out of any mmo yeah, it, you may no, not have enjoyed it, so, but it was the best. <laughs> a lot of the game yeah. was really good, but there are things that you couldn't get over. Their idea of balance is yeah. out the window. Uh, there is very clearly a best weapon set, the very clearly best play style, and rather than balance that at all, 
they just nerf everything that comes close to it, intersecting with it. That I happened. Never, I never understood so that they, they buffed. So Great Axe is kind of what Rick is referencing here. Okay. Um, they had originally uh, it it dropped once due to a bug. And one other weapon like kind of came ahead by a little bit. But, uh, well, there was a hatchet. Yeah, and then they nerfed the living shit out of almost everything that was anywhere near it, and then buffed it for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, time and time again with that. It uh, didn't make any. Like we were all reading the patch notes, like it reminds me of uh, all the. It's like, what the fuck? It reminds me <laughs> of all the drama with Guild Wars Two and Arena Net. Like the joke, I think, if I recall correctly, the running joke was that Warrior was overpowered. And it was um, the dev's favorite class. I, that was like and, early and Guild Wars. And they hated, and they hated fucking Thief. Thief got, kept getting nerfed into the ground. Yeah, I remember there I was, was a Guardian. There was a dev them. like that. Oh, he's Guardian. That's right. There was a dev with Arena Net. Like they had a little icon in their name. Like his character name was Warrior Sucks, and it was a warrior. And it was a joke because it was overpowered. Like that was the joke, and that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they like. Don't get me wrong. There are numerous things wrong with New World, but that it's a PvP-focused game, and there's a clearly best-in-slot option. Right, is a huge problem. Then yeah. it becomes a especially competition when they release of... new weapons mm-hmm. too, because like it just means that new weapon is going to be probably overpowered on launch. I mean, Void Gauntlet, the, their new weapon that they had launched, was like actually really stupid on launch i think it was like double or triple hitting on an ability that wasn't supposed to wow yeah it was really stupid in one of the other things that they managed to do was create best in slot builds for every weapon like yeah there was no guild wars right like uh you can build a condi thief you can build a direct damage thief you can build an like an evasion just fuck around thief you know guardian Mm -hmm. Guardian, you can build, you know, a straight up beat stick guardian. You can build condition guardian. You can build uh, uh, burn clear. guardian. Yeah, uh, you know, summons guardian. Yeah, I think there's build, bunker guardian. Yeah, even. sky was the limit. And, yeah, yeah. Totally. Guild Wars man, and they are constantly rebalancing and redoing. And Amazon has no excuse. They're the largest company in the world, I think, behind Disney. Um, so yeah, they have no excuse to not be sorting this out. They're also the developer and the publisher. Right. They, yeah, they have and, all to say, but they won't. And think about it, the this re-release, I guess, if you want to call it that, or the the delays that they went through more uh, realistically, mm-hmm. um, ended up making a much better game than what they originally had. If they had just pushed more money, maybe like hired on some people to like to QA test this game to shit, like do a month of QA testing on a patch. We were already going to wait a long time for shit, anyways. Just fucking make sure it comes out good. If people right. wait and it's still shit, that's the problem. Yeah, the final nail in the coffin for me, at least, because I could still play the uh, the sidebar PvP just fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the final nail in the coffin was uh, when they decided that, hey, we want you to grind in our game the way we want you to grind, mm-hmm. not the way that you the community decided. There was a there's the a crafting nerf stat. too. Holy fuck, that pissed me straight yeah, off. Yeah, that that was part of that was part of the same patch. Um, but there was a background stat that you couldn't really see. Um, it was called your watermark at the time. Now it's called expertise. Uh, essentially, it determines the highest level gear that could drop for you. Well, they instead of making it a background stat, decided to make it a primary stat where and all gear that you got could not exceed your expertise level. 
regardless of if it was crafted or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they, Mind they you, one fell swoop destroyed all crafters wow. uh, that yeah. weren't already crafting for people who'd just done all the watermark farming. You Before know, there was multiple ways to get uh, maximum mm-hmm. gear score items. You could grind for it. You could craft it. You could buy it. Now you're forced to grind to get your stat your stat to max gear score. And, and grinding maybe it's was quick, not. Maybe fun it's in that not. Game. I don't care. Mm-hmm. PvP was fun because of the way that the combat worked was actually genuinely kind of interesting. But grinding was so boring. The monsters. They were the most mundane style of monsters that you could think of. Vast majority of them, even at high tier levels, were just run forward and swipe at you. Yep. That reminds me, like, so this this sentiment. Dylan's shadows become sentient. I know. There's a cat right there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this sentiment of, like, they have problems. They use problems, have very obvious solutions, and they're not doing it, right? And it's kind of frustrating because it's like it's so obvious. Or even if they do it, they end up breaking like ten other things. Right, but like yeah, this, this idea though, this sentiment is very familiar to me, and I, I'm ready for another tangent if you'll let me. Uh, yeah, go for it. So, while we were gone, uh, a movie came out that I was looking forward to. It's called The Matrix Resurrections. So, as you know. As you and the audience and the listeners at home on listening to the VOD or the recording may know, uh, cyberpunk is my favorite genre of movie, and The Matrix, the original one, is my favorite movie. I watched it when I was young and impressionable, and movies like it are my favorite, right? Um, Hydra asks if I'm going to go into spoilers, and you know what? I think I can get away with this with no spoilers, so stick around. I'm not going to spoil the movie, because um, I think um, there's a lot of value in forming your own opinion about things. Um, so I, I will never trash or praise something that I haven't done. Uh, I really hate like games journalism because they obviously trash games they didn't play, and I hate that. And so I'll never do that, right? If I'm going to tell you something's bad or good, it's because I played it, right, or I watched they went it. Through, they, they went from rushing through games to write a rushed review to just not playing the game and writing a fucking review anyway. Right. <laughs> More on that in a minute because G four is back and that's exactly what they're doing. Oh, um, boy. More on I that in a few. Know a little bit about this one. Yeah, but before we get to that, so I won't spoil anything. But the Matrix Resurrections is a movie that is an exercise in the the plot, the general idea, the sequence of storyline elements is very like very cool. Like they could this could have been a really good movie. Um, but like there's a couple things wrong with it that it feel like obvious fixes. Right, like w- one of the things that made the first Matrix movie really good was the kung fu, right? Um, and then in the Matrix two and three, there was a lot less kung fu and a lot more like, oh, I'm the one, I can use like my fucking cyberpunk magic, and that's fine. There's lots of that in the new movie, but like, they should have added more kung fu. Have you seen John Wick? This man can move. He's not old, right? Like, um, let him fight. Let him shoot a gun. Fuck. E- even if he was like hurt or something, stunt double. Right. It's literally. Uh, it's literally. A movie that marketed itself on the new age of graphics. Right. But also a movie that is literally based in literal graphics. Any discrepancies could have been literally written off, for fuck's sakes. And I like it because, like, the, the plot, right? Uh, without spoiling anything, like, the plot makes light of that. And we'll talk about that. And they... they um, But I think they spend a little bit too much time talking about the old movies. Like, because... The old movies are required. This is a sequel, not a reboot, right? And I yeah. I appreciate the hell out of that. But I feel like Thanks. whenever there's a part of the old movie that you really need to know, 
they'll give you something like a flashback or something more creative um, that literally shows you the scene, right? And it's like, no, don't don't show me the scene. Let me have that aha moment. Don't give me four. Give me two plus two. I can figure it out. I'm a smart person, right? Like, uh, don't just fucking show me the scene from the other movie. Stop doing you know, that. And they, they didn't I hate, stop. <laughs> I hate to cut you off on that, but that is something that I genuinely hate about media in general. Like, I mean, like any any kind of media, like mm. video game, book, otherwise. It is so much more satisfying for a viewer, a reader, a consumer to mm. figure it out on their own than it is for you to just fucking tell them. Right. Always. That's why uh, you're a big fan of, of like the Dark Souls story. Not just the game, but the plot is good. You exactly. like it. Uh, game journalists don't like it because they skipped all the dialogue. Right? It wasn't fed to them in a cutscene. They have to go find it, and they didn't. They didn't bother. And same yeah. with Armored Core. Right? I, I feel like if people got over that laziness, they would enjoy things a lot more. Yeah. I feel like half these people don't even know how to fucking enjoy anything. Like I love the Armored Core plotline. Every single Armored Core game uh, that I've played... Uh, well, every yeah. single armored core game is really yeah. good, and I really like the plot. Well, it was it was it was you know it was five. The first release of five was maybe a little. Iffy, and, but... You know, I'm okay <laughs> with them telling me after the plot yeah. things have happened. Yeah, I like, mean, if I missed it, and they tell me it after the the payoff, that's one thing. Well, right, like that's where, fine. Like where you go, well, how was character B in position to do that backstab when I haven't yeah. seen him for three years? Right, or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, or I saw him fall off a cliff. And, you know, when you come back to it, you know, but movies now will show you that he's hanging on by a root in a cliffside. Right, and I brought this up... a minute um, after it happened or something, right? I brought up this idea a couple episodes ago, which is fucking forever ago because of the hiatus we took, right, for the the holiday. Um, But, like, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that... um, on TikTok, yes, I lurk. It's it's where memes are generated <sighs> these days. I can't avoid it. Um, it's cringy and stupid. Don't sign up. Uh, but on TikTok, right, I saw a couple videos uh, when the Dune movie came out of a bunch of people who are really into, like, Marvel movies. Uh, and they, they fucking love that cape shit, right? They see a bunch of familiar actors and are like, oh, this movie's going to be a banger. They go and watch it and they're like, I don't understand what the fuck's happening. And <laughs> that movie's too deep for them, right? The book is too deep for them. Uh uh, the third act wasn't a CGI monster, so they just can't understand, right? Like, they're so, like, used to the spoon-feed Marvel formula that ruined Star Wars that they just can't appreciate Dune. And I feel bad for these kinds of people because it's like... They're fucking stupid. I, I, I don't want to push, like, my um, entertainment preferences on someone. But I feel like there is a, there, there's, there's a point where, like, you're being an asshole about it, and there's a point where you're literally, like, there's a, there's a fact that... These people don't know how to enjoy a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just it's exceptionally. And now Dune is maybe uh, an extreme, right? You know, I, I will admit Dune is maybe an extreme. Uh, there were people, even, even larger extremes. There but... were people, Zoomers on TikTok, that unironically made videos saying, "I don't know, bro. I think Dune might be a white savior story." And it's like, mm. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> Like, I, I get it. They only saw the first half of the book in this movie, and they've never been exposed to Dune, right? They obviously don't know what's coming. Fair, yeah. But, like, if they did, they would realize how fucking stupid they sound. <laughs> also, the people, like, the actor's white, but the, there's no white people in Dune. Like, that's actually, like, part of the book. Like, like yeah. it's millions of years in the future, and, like, everyone's olive-colored. Like, that's actually pointed out in the book. In fact, Duke Leto, 
main character dude's dad is the darkest man in Dune. Like, the way he's described compared to all the other characters. He has the darkest skin. Like, yeah. he's the blackest man in Dune. And he's the main character dude's dad. So, like, take that for what you will. Um, people on TikTok are stupid. More news at 11. But, um... So, with the Matrix Revolutions, like, or res- uh, Resurrections, right? Again, not gonna spoil it, but, like, there were little things that were wrong with the movie that, that feel like really obvious fixes. Like, I'm not a filmmaker, but I, I, every, every time one of these things would happen in a movie, I'm like, they shouldn't have done that. This character shouldn't be here. This isn't right, right? This is a little strange. And it's like, there are little things they could have changed to make it a fucking 10 out of 10 movie, but they didn't. And it's not as good as it could have been. And it's frustrating to watch. It's a bit of a frustrating experience. I wanted it to be good. I love The Matrix. But like, it's not as good as it could have been. But I I would encourage anyone listening to this to go watch it for yourself because I absolutely, like, it's even more frustrating to me that there are people out there that they just, they look to their, their social media fucking icons like, um, the, the the opinion makers and the trendsetters over on YouTube and Spotify, right? You know, uh, and they'll either praise or hate on stuff and people will just adopt those opinions without seeing it. And I hate that. Don't do that, right? There's a lot of people that didn't like this movie. I couldn't yeah, find anyone it, that liked it. I, I think the better <laughs> option is if you're not willing to go and form your own opinion on something, just don't have an opinion on it. Yeah. Easy. You don't have to play Simple. everything. For example, The Last of Us Part 2. I played The Last of Us Part 1. I hated every minute of it. Did I buy The Last of Us Part 2 and play it? No. Will I? No. Are people who are like, you don't like it because it's woke, and they, they make a bunch of complaints and make a bunch of assumptions about me because I won't play it. It's like, no, because the first one was dog shit, asshole. I'm not going to play your stupid sequel. It, it's actually funny you <laughs> mentioned that because we, we, that was literally one of the other topics we had right? Uh, about comparing like uh, video games as an interactive medium versus like art as an interactive medium. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a problem with making a game or a quote unquote interactive experience, we call it. Fuck it, I don't know. Uh, that's that's an art piece. Hmm. You know, if you market it as such, you know, like uh, people are gonna hate this example, but like something like Gone Home is the city. first thing that comes to mind. Where it's it's not really a game. You don't run around beating dudes up or run around planting crops or and, anything. And like anybody that. that judges it like it's a game is gonna say it's a bad game because it's not. Yeah, a game. I always hated that it's argument shitty. when I remember like like everyone's like, uh, this isn't a game. It costs twenty bucks. It's like. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I can't remember if they ever marketed it as a video game or as like a I think they like did. this big game. They probably did. Honestly, well, thinking I don't think it, they but... did. But a lot of the game journalists that really wanted you to give oh, them money, fair. they said it was a game and they said it was like a trendsetter. Like you need to play it. Um, but of course, these journalists were all like sort of like in the same clique. And uh, yeah, there were... we don't need to relive 2014. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, for for the record, Again. not my thing. I don't want I didn't to play that. it. I don't plan on playing it. Just as an example, but like, um, but then when you you get to things like The Last of Us, the first one, that's very clearly meant to be a game that is built for entertainment. Well, Neil Druckmann is on record as saying that my game is not developed for fun. Uh, describing The Last of Us too, mm-hmm. and I'm like, then why the fuck are you even making it? Right. And not only do you say that, like, like, there's there's parts of the game that they try to, like, and I've only heard about this. I haven't played it, right? I'm not going to tell you it's a bad game. It might be fun. I didn't play it, right? But, like, I did watch a little bit of it. Well, Neil Druckmann will tell you it isn't fun. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's not intended to be fun, Dylan. There's parts of the game where your progress (laughs) is completely blocked unless you kill a dog because it, like, attacks you in a cutscene. And it's like, do you game over or kill the dog in a quick time event? Right. Yeah, and, and then uh, they the, try to the make you feel bad you... for killing the dog, and it's like, yeah. why would I feel bad? You, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, you find out yeah. it's your second character who 
they've done really a bad job of making you like the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, um, I feel like have you seen that meme, yeah, they, the internet meme where like something is described like normally and it has like an icon and then it's described with like more words and more shitty and then like the icons like all fuzzy and then it gets worse as you go down. Yeah, like it feels like we have Heidi Okojima and then we have Neil Druckmann at the bottom. Like it's like yeah, gold star. Yeah, there's you tried. an awful lot of uh, not great, honestly, but you know. People can have their games. Uh, mm-hmm. If you like Last of Us 2, you're not wrong for liking it. Yeah. No, exactly. I'd never told someone they can't like Some it. Some people I, love I, murdering I dogs. I mean... That, that's kind of kind of the point we were getting at, too. I hate dogs. Um, <laughs> is this, yeah, there you go. Oh, well, that, uh, well, you heard it here first, folks, I guess. I, I, I'm, I'm joking. I, I, would, I would never um, willingly own a dog, but I don't think they're, like, bad or anything. <laughs> I certainly yeah, wouldn't I murder one. <laughs> I just think that there comes a point where I don't know why you would design a game, especially a game that is meant for like entertainment purposes. It's because you have a bunch of, all these backroom dealings with all these journalists that are going to shill for your game, even though they didn't play it, and then yeah, you're going like, to get a bunch of sales. They were going to shill for it anyways, and uh-huh. there was plenty. There's plenty of other ways to be woke about a game that isn't. Yeah. Have to be that heavy-handed, Jesus fuck! Like, if, if I was a Sony executive, I'd be fucking sweating bullets right now because Microsoft just mention, bought out a bunch of studios that make actual games. Yeah, <laughs> and, and not to mention, didn't Neil Druckmann literally fuck uh, Amy Hennig out of her? Yeah, out of so her fucking career. Not only did he fuck Amy Hennig out of her career, uh, he made a self-insert character in The Last of Us Part Two that was in a sex scene with the main character, and that's just cringy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, they, there's some stuff about. Wait, he, he can he this? can speak woke crowd all he wants, but he literally forced probably one of the best. Well, I don't know if she's forced out of the industry, but at least forced her out of the industry for a time because she would have to find a job. So speaking of woke men forcing things, should we segue <laughs> yeah. into? Uh, I think this is on the list of memory serves. Uh, good old. Uh, oh fuck! What's Are his we going to talk about G four? Oh, I was gonna, yeah, G4 works, and then we can hit the other guy afterwards. Yeah, yeah, let's start with G4. So, oh my god. So, we've mentioned on the show before that, you know, I think everybody that's been on this show, like Sarge, who's not here, uh, me and Victim, maybe you, Rick, I don't know, um, definitely, uh, I think True. I have fond memories it. of G4, okay? Everybody has fond memories of G4. Anybody who had cable was like, this yeah. is the shit. They're talking about something for, I care about, uh, right? Hang on, this is relevant. Not even for the fuckable hosts. Not even for the fuckable hosts. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, let's get X play, you know, uh, and I want to review, watch the review. There was an entire show where they just played trailers, right? Yeah. It was beautiful because it was like interluded with music in between. And it was just like watching trailers of games that already came out, like Shadow of the Colossus, Metal Gear Solid 3, right? Well, and they also had fun things that weren't just directly about games. Like, Like, one of my favorite things uh, was their like extra little bits that they would do, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Emperor Palpatine unemployed. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. Nin- that was good. Ninja was or temp agency Palpatine and unemployed ninja. Didn't they show like um, exclusive and Mega sixty four skits at some point? That sounds like something they would do. They I did so. a lot of things. Yeah, it was awesome, and everyone loved it. And gamers who were completely unrepresented in the two thousands, by the way. Um, oh yeah, loved it. Because I mean, well, part of, in you know, in fairness, we were there for the pretty girls too, but they weren't like they're window dressing. Oh, and the fact that the pretty girls knew about games and some of them were even openly gamers—that uh-huh. was just icing on the cake. Yeah, that was literally how you marketed 
to the nerd crowd back then. So, so it's, well, they, they, they hit the nail on the fucking head. Yeah. So dear really listener did. listening and binge watching this in 2030, who doesn't know what we're talking about because they're definitely going out of business. G4, right, has come back, right? And they have come back in a really weird way at a very weird time. Basically, what is their online presence? They're a TikTok account and a YouTube channel, and I think they're also on cable proper. Yeah, whatever, right? however they chose to stream their shit. I, uh... So yeah. their YouTube channel is doing very poorly. Like, uh, anyone with a Social Blade account could tell you that it's not good uh, at all, right? Yeah, um, no, I watched, a, I actually watched a Clownfish uh, video on this because they're yeah they covered about it really the good reactionary they have a social blade and they were actually able to just like show on screen like look our videos do better than theirs and they have like twice our subscribers yeah. oh yeah no they and yeah no they're clownfish uh, you know i find mm. them a little sensationalist but not extremely sensationalist right and you know they have industry contacts and shit so right we don't please don't come after <laughs> us clownfish i actually enjoy your show uh, though I don't yes. agree with oh, you. Oh, they will never come after you. Don't worry. Oh, I know. They're too chill for that. I would love to collapse sometime. But I, I don't agree with a lot of their takes. But I do. En- I, I really enjoy listening to people I don't agree with. Um, I think it's healthy. So Clownfish, yep, right? They, they pointed that shit out. And then I, I went and looked at a couple of their videos. I actually watched a couple of their X-Play videos. Because it's weird because they made them all in bulk and released them, right? So the YouTube algorithm is doing them no favors. It's like they don't understand it at all. Right, they just like bulk release like a hundred videos. Wait. A tech channel not understanding tech—that's pretty funny. It's kind of sad. And then like victim, I watched their Persona or they Five. Just don't care. They, they made a Persona Five Royal review because no new, no good games came out this fucking year, right? So yeah, they're not, they're reviewing old games that people should probably go play if they haven't yet, right? One of those is yeah, Persona Five Royal. Do you know what they did in their Persona Five Royal review? <laughs> oh no! There was footage of strikers in it. Okay. They yeah, obviously you know, didn't play it. And it's like, you know what? what the Now's fuck? a good time to mention that if they're, t- we're talking about them, they were the ones recently that were in. I mentioned the fuckable hosts for a reason, too, because that was on one of the problems. You uh, know, I, I heard about that, and I actually could not find the video where that soundbite is from. But TLDR. It's not a video, it's an article written by one of their hosts. Of memory serves, but there, uh, there was video. It was on a clownfish video. Okay, so they had like actual like, uh, you know, the written. So they wrote a hit piece on gamers, and their chief complaint was that a lot of the old G four audience, like, oogled after the pretty girls like Olivia Munn and. Uh, yeah, Olivia Under- Munn turns what's out her face she's Underwood? kind of a shit person. Yeah, but <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, I think her last name was Underwood, uh, the blonde one. Oh, uh, Morgan Webb, who oh. is a video oh, game yeah. developer these days. Yeah, not talking about Morgan Webb. There was another girl on Attack of the Show. I think her, she's like a porn oh, star. Oh right, no, oh. Jessica Chobot. No, she's oh, the one that she, they made. She uh, was X Play, wasn't she? Was she? the other one? There was another uh, one. Layla Cayley. No. See. She was blonde, thin. Oh right, I forget. Kristen something or other. If memory serves. But regardless, it's been a while. I thought her last yeah. name was Underwood. Uh, maybe I'm confusing her with somebody else. But, no, you know, that would have been Carrie Underwood, I think. But some of them have gotten married since and changed yeah. their names. To be oh, honest. that girl was hot though. She she was a Playboy like pinup girl. Um, and oh, she yeah, was well, clearly I mean, a nerd. She actually like plays video games as well. Like, yeah, that was well was nice. part of the like before you were pretty. I think the uh, requirement was that you had to know things about or be willing to learn things, at least. Yeah, like, I mean that was that was right before anybody could be a games journalist. Yes, so. it was. It was before it. Um, 
that they had before function. because before that point it was like a passion thing usually yeah as Kazu trash calls them booth babes but that is actually a fair point they're like booth babes that actually knew about the product right because they had to talk on camera uh, so the point is, is that there was an article on G4's new website where they basically um, decried these fans of G4 that they have invented that only watched for the girls, uh, saying, we're not interested in you consuming all of our new stuff. Uh, go ahead and cry about our hosts not being hot. And then apparently they alluded that there was like evidence in their live stream chats that people were making fun of the ugliness of the hosts. Who were women, which is probably real, or maybe they did you it know, themselves. I don't actually know. Nobody watched. But you want to know streams. something, though. You want to know something? What? I bet you there was this a similar crowd of people who did the same fucking thing to the old G four hosts. It probably. probably has nothing to do with how they look. It's just people being fucking trolls, right? And it's like it's a live stream. It doesn't require like it requires it, yeah. a YouTube account, but it doesn't require a cable subscription. Like yeah, the barrier you know of entry is much lower now, and like. They could have spoofed those comments. They could have made them themselves yeah. just to grandstand. Or maybe they are real. Like, let's not assume that they aren't real. And there's actually some creeps like, your hosts aren't hot enough and I don't like it. Like, Yeah, there are a handful. Why well, do they care? Absolutely. There are going to be a handful of assholes on the internet. Congratulations. You found them. But yeah. grandstanding We've doesn't been... work. Like, cap yeah. like, it's a capitalism thing, right? So, so grandstanding is never going to work. Because you're alienating your audience. Like, you want as big of an audience as possible. You want to appease as many people as possible. That's the reason why... Well, I don't, I don't think in any market well, kind of type that'll work realistically, but yeah. Let me way. finish. So so let's take the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, TSR Games, right? The the They had the son of, like, yeah. Gary Gygax on the payroll, and their, whoever, apparently it wasn't Gary Gygax's son, but uh, somebody on the payroll yes, on the Twitter Gygax's account. Ernie son. Oh, Ernie. Whoever. Um, somebody no, on his the... son is Ernie. Oh, Right, well, I don't remember. Guy Gax somebody. So somebody with access to the Twitter account for TSR Games after they just burst into the mainstream opinion like, hey, we're back, right? The original creators of D&D are here and we're not Wizards of the Coast, which you have a problem with because they're a megacorp. Uh, and then somebody like um, like replies to them like, you know, say trans rights. And then like the, the person who uh, is, owns the Twitter account was like, stop trolling me. And then everyone like basically screenshotted it and was like, gotcha, bitch. And well, they just it wasn't made up even, a story about don't it. Stop trolling me. He said something akin to right. um, my dad believed my, the games were for everybody. And rather than saying, rather than saying oh, what they well, wanted, this is specifically yeah. for trans people on top of everybody else. He said it's for everybody. And that wasn't good enough. Yeah. And so everybody in the media flipped out about it. And then suddenly TSR games, like the media opinion very quickly shifted to, you know, this is, this is the. The, yeah, the games company for bad blacklist. people, and then they're like, blacklisted at basically every con. Yeah, and um, no, it was a monolith. That's what I'm saying. Though, it's like it's 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 not the right move in, in in capitalism is is to alienate anyone. Like you should appease fucking everyone, even if they don't align with the personal opinions of your Twitter social media dude, right? Um, and so that that works for for like the extreme left people that try to troll you, and then also works for the extreme right people that try to troll you. Like alienating anyone, right, is going to be bad for your business because you see G4's ratings, you see they have a studio and like twenty employees. Clownfish did a good job of laying this out because they they looked at the credits of one of their videos and saw just how many people fucking work here. How much do you think they make? They have salary, right? And it's like these YouTube videos are doing poorly compared to their videos and it's like how much money do they actually get from the cable subscription 
probably not very much because of all the cord cutters, right? And so, oh, yeah. yeah. By alienating these people, uh, well, by alienating gamers, by saying gamers are the people that are oogling the women and they're all bad, when really it's just trolls and your comments are bad, right? But you're actually extending it to all gamers, just like back in 2014. Uh, it's like, this is the wrong move and you're going to make people not want to watch your shit, right? Like, yeah. it goes both ways. If you want to make money, you have to please everyone. If you want to grandstand and have like these big opinions about who you are, uh, you need to you know only advertise to your own kind, right? And you won't get as much money, but you might feel better about it, and I, that's cool. If yeah, I mean, that's a choice to, at that point. You're allowed to go after the crowd you want to go after, like right. You know, when gamers were still getting swirlies for being gamers, the mm-hmm. your, you know Gary Gygax marketed to those nerds, chess club, and all that shit, right? And, yeah. um, now, I mean, he was one of them, honestly, so why well, wouldn't yeah. he, right? Well, I mean, within all of our lifetimes, nerds were still shoved in lockers and given swirlies and shit. Yeah. I would say is, right um, up to about the time I got out of high school is when that started to really change full, like, full send. So. But it, I mean, it went uh, too far, right? Because now you go to a public D&D table and it's like, if you haven't seen Critical Role, like, they're, you're not welcome. Like, if you don't play like that. You, you sit down and everyone, yeah. everyone there goes to the gym and you're like, you're well, like, well mean, this gym is... Gym rats playing D&D <laughs> is an old thing. They would just also beat you up at school. Yeah, um, that's fair. But the, no, the, what tends to happen that i've seen at least is that you have to be expressly inclusive or you're excluded right that like the most inclusive the most people who expound ex, i'm losing my words the people inclusivity is exclusive most, yes the people that talk the most about being exclusive are the most in or yeah fuck me you, you know what i'm words, trying to say but I, I got you i got you words are hard man point if they you are. want to maximize I, your money sell to everyone Yes. Put your politics uh, aside. You know, try to bring everyone together. You—that that sounds like a moral good thing to do, anyway, right? Isn't that why the, the latest Spider-Man movie did so fucking well? That is they why the latest Spider-Man movie did it so in well. any form, and it just fucking exploded. Yeah. I mean, to be you fair, know, it's still Spider-Man. If we're talking but about woke versus media, mm-hmm. we could move into uh, the big demon demon titties. Is is this? Oh, right. Oh, the segue you were looking for. We've talked about big demon titties. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. I don't know okay. anything about this, actually. I don't watch that show, so I, this was a so, surprising thing to This me. is hands... So, just to give you an idea, the difference between American media, we'll call it comics, because this was a manga first, uh-huh. um, is Demon Slayer. Right. Demon Slayer, at least if memory serves, in 2020, outsold quite literally all of American comics. All of it. All put together yeah, just was by less the, money just than Just by that. itself. Yeah, and and previous to that, uh, my Hero Academia actually did similar. So yeah, mm-hmm. it well, it is you know, it is amazing. Japan, like I don't, I I've haven't got this season started yet. I haven't really watched me any either. Anime this I haven't season. got to it yet. I haven't seen any um, of it. <laughs> I mean, it made it did gangbusters uh, for its movie in theaters, and it only released to like thirty percent of American theaters. Wow. Um, no, it yeah, rushed. Actually. It crushed like Black Widow and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, Demon Slayer is bar none Dragon Ball of this time frame. That's exciting. I should probably watch it. Like that, as I was uh, young when Dragon Ball was on American televisions, and I thought that was the shit. Right? Yeah, I mean, and like you may make the argument for One Piece or Naruto or whatever, but mm-hmm. I haven't. 
scene, like, Naruto still got made fun of because believe it, and nobody got over that. Um, even though he stopped, your, your wife can attest to it. Mm-hmm. He did stop yelling believe it every third word. Also, everyone who yeah. cared about Naruto started watching the, the, the sub. Well, right. Once they had too. access to um, it. But, so, <laughs> there's, I'm not going to get into, well, I might get into the some more of the woke stuff, but specifically, the issue is in one of the most recent episodes, maybe the most recent episode, again, I haven't started this season, uh, the female protagonist, she basically has a super power-up. Uh, well, where... before you go into it, this, char- this, this show is about like supernatural oh. people this yeah, particular it's about character people who uh cut the heads off demons because they're so good at sword that and they breathe good and it gives them superpowers so basically. if i understand the media perception correctly because i've not seen the show but i've heard it described to me this character you're about to describe is uh, some kind of demon lady who's like over 100 years old that's trapped no. in a 13 year old no body. she's no she's actually a 13 year old uh, that has been recently turned into a demon a la vampire style yeah oh so she's oh. basically eternally 13 so, a quick little backstory that's not really spoilery. Long story short, there's this, like, father of all demons. And the only way to create more demons is for him to physically do it. Which I think they, we find out later on that's not entirely all true. But basically, it, it's insinuated that he's a sociopathic mother mind fucker, just yeah, asshole and, dude. You know, so and how old it, is this he girl, He did though? it just to like, fuck with his family, I think basically. she's 14. Uh, she's 14. Physically think, yeah. and mentally. Yes, physically, yeah. mentally. Fighting. Well, she's mentally a demon, but yes, she is mentally a demon. <laughs> she constantly fights her urge to eat human flesh. Yeah, gotcha. She's she's functionally good guy angel from Buffy, but even less sexualized. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, she's a fourteen year old that isn't sexualized at all in the in the show. What what happened is she got she got a power up where she's like, oh, my body can't contain all this power. I need to force my body to grow. Because demon magic, whatever. Yeah, one of her demon. We can follow anime logic all we go. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, one one of her demon powers, though, or or I think her demon power specifically is that she can actually shape shift a little bit. Yes, Mm -hmm. she shape. She she actually has made herself smaller in the previous, the previous episodes in order to dodge some attacks. Is it Hunter X Hunter with Gone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this has precedent in the media before, by the way, like in the medium of anime. Okay. Where Gone from. Uh, Hunter x Hunter. The show's ancient. If this is a spoiler for you, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, the does the exact same thing where he's like, I can't beat this enemy. I need to power myself up. So he forcibly, just with sheer willpower, ages himself up to an adult body, and uh, almost kills brutally, himself in doing it too. Yeah, and brutally murders Catboy. If memory, like it's yeah, a brutal it murder. Literally beats her into a fucking bloody paste. Yeah. So uh, this girl, who's a, a non-sexualized, totally well-done, 14-year-old demon character, has mm-hmm. a, a power-up where she physically ages up. Yes, she By, physically uh, like ages up to mm-hmm. where she's like a young adult. Late I've seen the pictures it, it, because uh, it, her adult body is fucking thick, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's anime. You, mm-hmm. You're you either going to be wash like, like a washboard or you're going to be like with tiggle bitties. So she's an attractive adult. In uh, well, her body yes. now is an attractive adult, and she's still wearing the clothing from before. Yes, yeah, so it's really it, not that. So it doesn't fit either, good. No, considered. she's got she's got cleavage. That's about that's it. it. That's really yeah. it. Right. Um, and that's 
it's not the focus. The focus is that she let a little bit too much power go, and now she's running the risk of going, you know, Super Saiyan evil mode. Fair. Uh, without even the convenient uh, don't shoot, he's not black line. That was, yeah. a, that was a classic from Dragon Ball Super. Uh, I can't believe they so, said that. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But <laughs> Yeah, they had to have known what they were doing. I know. But anyways... Uh, so what's the controversy? Why, why, why are well, her titties so controversial? Is that the, uh, so uh, the Twitter crowd, which is the most, you know, socially adjusted human beings on the oh, planet, God, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, everyone loves Twitter. Yes. They, uh, they have a problem with women being sexualized, but they also have a problem with women not being able to sexualize themselves. It, it's, I'm not going to get into the specifics. They can't make up their minds. I can't follow uh-huh the specifics of it but in this case they're like it's bad she's sexualized because she's got boobs that is fundamentally what it's at. like the plot line of the or the thought line the mental gymnastics is that it um yes that's it kazu's actually absolutely right fictional characters has boobs read um mm-hmm. these references and, to our chat is they, a subtle advertisement to watch us live next time dear listener <laughs> yes uh, we'll talk to you. <laughs> um, so the, it's not like, even if she was a little sexualized out of it, that's not a big deal because it's Japanese media. Mm-hmm. So conversely, we'll talk about Persona because this is very closely related as it's anime and yep. involves teenagers. It has an Persona, anime. It's, it's traditionally a video game, but it has yes. an anime adaptation. But persona you can bang your teacher and you can no. bang the other kids yeah you can bang a doctor you can bang anybody that you can like if you romance it's implied that you're banging yeah mm-hmm. it, it comes down to like i you i, can I, bang I them all. It, it it's it's a, it's a good defense i think in a, in a way i mean not that it really needs to be defended against because it's again fictional but um is that anime children are only children in concept yes almost Always. In... Oh, Persona isn't directly horny at Kazu. It's just that you can do these things. These are side activities. While right. you're and, it, and it fades totally to optional. black. It's, it's heavily implied, but it's never really... Mm-hmm. They never really come out and say it. Right. Yeah, um, but it is implied. And it's just... But Persona, you can be as horny as you want, or you can not. Uh, mm-hmm. The choice is you yours. You can be a total wizard and just not date anyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, your character is also a minor, so, like, from the perspective of someone playing the game and picking someone to uh, ship for the main character, you're kind of playing matchmaker for this main character that is a silent protagonist that has dialogue choices that you pick, so it's like, you have this image of this character in your head, and it's like, as the player, you're kind of like being a matchmaker for them, it's like, you know, I think my version, my dialogue choice version of the main character man would be a fit for this character that I like more. Or maybe you want all of the girls. That's fine, too. Yeah, You'll get punished for it later, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, it, it's a matchmaker thing. It's like, you know, sure, the designs of the other girls are all appealing, including the party members who are also high schoolers. They are appealing. They're, they're designed, right? Like, that's just art. But, like, you know, picking one as, as a partner for the main character, like, you're, you're, you're matching two minors together. Like, yeah, typically, I, I don't think I that's mean, controversial. No, it isn't. And the and again I mean, the defense is they aren't like they're teenagers in name only. That's yeah, it. Like for the yeah, most part. Uh, Japanese I mean, school is the setting for like 
I don't know, 80% of all Japanese media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. It's 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 more akin to, like, the only thing that really cements them as being kids is the setting. Yeah. Otherwise, they are characters. Yeah, and they're pretty adult characters. And most of the time, they act very adult. I mean, like, I, will I can't say think of a good example. Adult, but... Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. It's just like you could argue, you know, some kids act more adult than others. But for the most part, in these games, they're designed for adults, but they take place in a time where they have some nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, 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 that's literally the concept of it all. That that is the exact reason. And and yeah, we get on like it's Japanese media. Also, is well, it's based Japanese media. Let's be real. Right, they yeah. don't give a shit what any SJW has to say. And I'm not even saying that social justice is bad. Everybody should have some equality or equity as, you know. But people should stop so bitching about games they don't like. Things. <laughs> right. That's what yeah. I think. Um, and the, but the, it's typically the, the far left liberals uh, that have the biggest problems with these things. Um, well, it's, 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 in their minds, it's the principle of the matter. It's like, oh, well, this is pedophilia. So I, I, I hate it. So, well, is it though? I mean, I don't know. Real kids are being uh, harmed well, by no me shipping my, like, like when I ship Joker with my fucking teacher, it, mm-hmm. uh, it nobody's losing the job. When you think about like, you know, who am I going to ship my main character dude with? Like often I think back to my actual high school years where I'm able to relate to the story, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's literally the point, I think, too. It, like, we're not shaming men, adult men for thinking back to their childhood and what they might have done different in terms of their relationships with women, right? Um, yeah. Like, those aren't forbidden thoughts. That's not weird. I feel like those are normal. Everyone has these sort of thoughts kind of deal. Yeah. So I, I would I would assume, at least. I don't think it should be, like, a fucking thought crime to, like, relate to a high schooler and make decisions based on what you would do, right? Yeah. Um, you're not saying, oh not my god, all. this this high schooler is hot. Like it's it's more like uh, if I was Joker, I'd go for this one. You know, like yeah. Oh, and not, the... not to mention, even if it was just like I guess for the record, even if that were somehow, you know, what they're fucking fictional characters. And you know what, if you want to say that maybe that's like the, the gateway drug to pedophilia. I don't know where the fuck you want to go with that. I don't know. No, the gateway drug for pedophilia is the ten year old that looks like a or. Sorry, the th- three three thousand year old that looks like a ten year old and acts like a ten year old and is yep. sexualized. There you like, go. The, the difference is how the character acts. That's how the character is like. How you feel like the character. If you didn't know, like petite women exist in real life. But when I go out, like when I go, Australia to class, would tell you otherwise. <laughs> True, but this, Australia this has the highest trend. percentage of women that go home with their first date. So I don't trust them. Yeah. This is uh, this is short stack erasure. I will but, not stand for it. But I'm See, not Dylan saying. But you can have a preference. Is what I'm getting at. Right. Like with your women, like you don't like you know if you like them to be androgynous. Even that's not a big deal. That's going to be the episode exist. title for sure. This is short stack erasure. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Solid. Um, but yeah, and so the I think the biggest problem with the whole like between American left culture trying to punish or um, try to, like, curtail what Japanese media is, is that they have no real say in the matter. They're Mm -hmm. not 
they're not their customers to begin with. It's also hilarious how uh, Western critics of media, Western comics makers, which are in some sort of evil cabal uh, and all that stuff, they absolutely see at the idea of anime and manga succeeding and outselling all of Western comics because they have no influence on it. Yep. Right. Well, you know, this I mean, is they're trying moral, to. Or, I mean, look the, at Katakawa. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say the moral of the story is becoming the thing that you hate because uh, a lot of these people, or at least their parents, were, you know, the crowd that were like, no, freedom, peace, and love, man. Do whatever you want. And now they've uh-huh. become these bitter, well, function in function. They're the same as the pearl clutching conservatives that from the late 80s, early 90s that were afraid of all the devil worshippers that played D&D. Right. They're functionally the exact same, mm-hmm. but they have just Twitter for, to yell just, at. Just culturally, a different angle, they're right? the same. Right. Yes. And you know I that? mean, it's the same thing as like my dad, you know, listen to metal music. He was told it was evil for him to just transition into like computers and tech being evil. I mean, he's not full blown, but you just like as a, as a example, right? It's just like, I mean, he's literally doing the same thing that people did to him. Mm-hmm. Well, Ultimately, I mean, it's just for a different medium. Yeah, but do you go out and like censor Greek statues? No, they had like fucking Alexander has his dong flopping. Well, I mean, it's not flopping; it's marble, but it's out. <laughs> it's not erect. <laughs> yeah, but is that somehow? It's cold outside, Dylan. It's winter. Fair. <laughs> but my point being is, it's somehow sexualized. Or uh, what is it, the Aphrodite statue that's just a bust now? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. isn't she missing her arms, if memory serves? I forget. Mm, um, I think so. Yeah. I think it's, it's Aphrodite. Anyways. I mean, it's one of those things that, like, we look at things now in a way where, like, if I see boobs, that's sexual. I mean, we already seen it with the, going back to Nezuko. It's like, her now that there's an outline of her boobs, it's all of a sudden, oh, my God, think of the kids. But, yeah, I guess. But, but realistically, there was a point in, in time show? where you could literally see bare boobs, and it's like, oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Keep walking. Uh, so <laughs> something, uh, yes, they do behead demons. Uh, demons also murder the shit out of Think of the children, like Rick. Oh, no, like season one, like uh, at the climax of season one, several kids that are the same like size and shape, basically, mm-hmm. as their main characters, except for they don't have the fancy hairdos, get butchered on screen. One gets piecemealed, uh, Resident Evil style. Yeah, like so I mean, wrong. it's not as graphic by any any stretch, but it it happens, and you know it happens. You you yeah. understand what's happening. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I would say the uh, spider, the earlier spider fight where uh, their bodies are being controlled, but they're still alive and they're just like having their bones uh, broken and shit. That was yeah. way more body horror to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, anime is really big on body horror. I don't know if you guys have seen Full Metal Alchemist. Just fucking filled with it, right? Yeah, uh, at least they mostly stay away from eyeballs in anime. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Also, fuck. The, the 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 leftists out there that are like, think of the children, you know, echoing their their conservative echo from the past, right? Um, it reminds me, like, I I have two kids, right, and I actually am very aware of all the stuff that they watch, right? I have the power, um, and I think these people would be more concerned if this was like. Because you think we live in a, well, a half post these people cable. don't have their own kids, Don. Fair, but we live in a post-cable world where most families, most new parents are—they don't have cable; they have streaming, right? And um, I am able to lock down what is what what will play, 
when they do the streaming thing, right? So, like, if yeah. I don't want my kids watching, you know, a bunch of people getting beheaded, like, they're not going to see it, right? But, like, the argument that the conservatives made before these liberals uh, back in the day made more sense to me because, like, getting access to anime was as easy as staying up late and turning on Adult Swim. Either you sneak into the living room because you only have one TV because you were super poor, or if you were lucky, which I was despite being super poor, I had, like, a little, like, junk TV in my room. Yeah, same. And, like... You know, I remember watching, like, episode, like, two or three of Inuyasha with the spider chick that had the nice tits. Like, yeah, that was a nice one. Like, oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember oh, that God. fondly. That was, that was such a fucking weird scene. I mean, my sister loved the show. Mm-hmm. And we're watching it. And my mom used to read books all the time. It's super. My mom is super distracted. When she gets distracted, she's gone. Say her name, she won't even snap out of it. We were so hoping when that scene came on that she wouldn't snap out of it at, at some random moment and realize that the fuck's on TV. Like, dude, that spider demon we had no business being that shut. hot. She was fucking stacked. We kept stacked. our mouth shut so hard. We were there, like, no the, thanks. Yeah, it, this sort of thing has always existed, though, as well. Like, uh, that's kind of why I was pointing out the statues. Like, the human body's been out and about for a long time. It kind of goes in phases between, like, is it shameful, is it not? Well, um, Europe's it, in the... Yeah. Europe's soundly in the is it not category. I found a picture. I'll, I'll put it up on my... Uh... Yeah, oh, I find okay, it funny. That I need the West to is see so what prudish this all looks too. like. I need, I need to like, show you one sec. Um, like, like the West it went into this like weird, um, like state where like we were kind of transitioning back from prudish nature, you know, mm-hmm. to now all of a sudden, like people, who, especially people who are like really anti like Christianity, have somehow adopted the same level of fucking prudishness. Just like, man, do you not realize how like backwards that looks <laughs> so so take a look at my camera like uh if you're listening to the audio only version of this recording after it's live like go watch the vod on odyssey.com ah, I see. look at the tits on this girl this is like a spider I, demon and she's hot as fuck like i assume they bounced in the anime yeah she was only in one episode and they killed her dead but like oh my oh, god yeah, she's dead well yeah, tits still dead. don't save you in anime no but like I, I don't remember how old i was when that episode aired and i saw it on adult swim but i was not an adult and i was like holy shit um yeah no the girls are awesome well, <laughs> i mean well you know not to drag us down into cowboy bebop territory too hard but Faye, i didn't think Faye was that hot i, I was like well, i didn't like i was it. just using her boobs as an example oh yeah fair that those are pretty pretty old but over the place. They, she but that, that's the thing they didn't like go out of their way to be like oh look at how sexy she is even right. though she was, you know, very clearly a, at least in universe. She was plot sexy, right? Like yeah. she used her attractiveness to take advantage of people because she was a talented con artist. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whereas and, in Yasha, the spider demon had no business being that hot. Well, you know, maybe uh, they just wanted to have a hot girl on screen, Dylan. Part of it was she was supposed to be like mimicking a mother. And I think that was kind of the point they were getting at. So, I mean, maybe it awoken some hot. MILF uh, fetishes in you. I don't know. Oh, no, know, no, man. no, that's what... Uh, Maybe that's why you President like Lisa. For. Lisa is my favorite character in Genshin Impact. You <laughs> heard it here first, boys. Uh, second favorite is probably Raiden, but, you know... Hey, look, man, I don't even play Genshin, and there are two characters that I'm happy to have. Uh, I, Lisa's the librarian, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa and Spear Daddy. Spear Daddy. Zhang I don't Li. even remember his name. I just remember it's Spear Daddy. Yeah, Spear Daddy. Zhang Li. He's, uh, he's my damage dealer, which is not right. That he is not a damage, He's not a very good damage dealer, but he's my damage dealer. Because I play the oh, game he deals I want. damage in my heart. <laughs> I'm a support, but 
He's the second spear user they added to the game. Now there's so many spear users, everyone makes a joke about it. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> well, sword users, then, I guess. No, I, I mean, there's still a ton of them, too. Uh, mm. I think polearms just barely are ahead of catalyst users now. Catalyst users are the lowest yeah. now. When the game launched, there was only one. But there was like. Well, there's one more coming next patch. Yeah. But there was enough five star weapons at launch for like every category weapon, but only one character that could use spears. So it was kind of weird. That was so weird. Yeah, that was weird. You know, Kazu, MILF energy is not exactly wrong, but we're now old enough that we're all hunting MILFs instead of teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I suppose that's a fair point. I never really thought yeah, of it's kind of weird if I'm looking at an 18 year old. It's way less weird if I'm into 30 year olds. Yeah. So, you know, you get with the times. Get with I the didn't time. understand it when I was a kid, but now I understand it. <laughs> it's I like... like boobs. Yeah, exactly. Nice, are, are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, no, like there are some there are some key phrases that just about any woman can say. R as one, you know, you can get mm -hmm. a O, like a good one from a girl. And it's like, oh, OK, I'm into that now. I, I suddenly want to have sex with you. I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just be or you can be just as damn bad as victim is. And they just need to have a cool, unique voice. <laughs> the well, the mean, phrase well, doesn't voice matter. Is hugely mm -hmm. important. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to think that was weird. I I used to hate explaining to people that I like have a have a like an attraction to voices, like like innately. I always thought it was like, oh, that's gonna be creepy. That's gonna be weird. Everyone's gonna look at me like I'm no, a fucking I, I degenerate. Get where you're coming from. So before I knew about the religion of thighs, um, mm -hmm. the thigh theology, as it were. Yes, yeah. uh, I'm a thigh guy. I I will mm -hmm. admit it now. I you know, butts, boobs, they're great. This the is character development. Have really, really taken over my life as far as my attractions are concerned. Especially if it has like garters or something, really mm -hmm. into that shit. Um, but anyways, that's called ZR most... Zatai Ryokia or whatever. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Oh, uh, I was thinking uh, Lena from '86. Uh, I don't the, know. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what that yeah, is. The uh, mangaka. <laughs> oh, hid the fact that she added uh, really, really hot like thigh stuff in it, and uh, like Asita Asita hid from her publishers that she was into thighs herself and uh, left then, it out of all the descriptions and stuff. And then bam, it comes out. They figured she's it out. Focusing on thighs. Mm. It's great. Anyways, chasing dreams. On. Yeah. Before <laughs> I, I knew about the lovely religion of thighs, um, I was actually into like really nice hair, like women with, because I don't know. I was weird as a teenager, I guess. I really like brushing hair and shit. Like, it's not that weird. Know. It's yeah, right. exactly. It's a little strange. It's not that weird. <laughs> it's not yeah, even it's even not if feet. it is weird. Fuck. It's uh, not feet. Whatever. You're right. It's not. Feet. That's true. Very <laughs> true. Praise be. Uh, but yeah, no, I was really into hair, and you know, voice was up there too. You know, we talk about personality and shit. Obviously, personality is a big thing. Yeah, like, that's you don't like realize, saying you, that's something you don't realize till you're older for certain. Yeah, like uh, like it's like boobs and ass are great. You know, body is just it's great but there's a lot of like small things that all has to work together yeah um, that you don't even think about in a vacuum necessarily until again you're older <laughs> yeah i think my my voice obsession really does well i don't even call it a sub obsession but attraction uh generally i think comes from like being so fucking infatuated with like the voice acting side of like video games and anime and shit it, it, it has to stem from that um, that's all i can wanna... think of yeah, speaking of voice acting, well, 
individuals and shit like that in media. Do we want to keep do we want to keep hammering things? So we we can't pretend to be a podcast with a central topic on video games. Obviously, we we tangent to every fucking topic, right? Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about Osher soon or 2021 soon? Uh, so no, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's his face, um, Troy, Troy Baker. So oh, we, Troy Baker and his NFTs. We can't pretend to be a podcast about <laughs> video games primarily. I know we talk about a lot of shit, right? But like the biggest news in gaming is not only the breaking news about the Microsoft merger that we covered earlier in the show, but like so before we went on vacation, right? Um, well, a little bit before we went on vacation, like maybe an episode or two before. I, I, I was under the impression that NFTs had a pretty positive rep, uh, at least within the crypto. In, I'll call them the crypto interested people because there, there are people that are interested in cryptocurrency and they were the people that were already interested in cryptocurrency were already, for the most part, down with the idea of an NFT. Right. And I had Moon on the show. He had just released Token Gallery, which is a NFT website that is based on Ubik, which is a way more energy efficient blockchain than Ethereum, by the way. Um so all those environmental concerns, you can throw them out the window. Um, but like um, back then when I did that episode, NFTs are generally seen in a positive light. It's like, ah, you can digitize uh, an object, right? That has use sort of, right? Like maybe not now, but in the future it might. Like uh, like season tickets to a football game could be an NFT, right? Um I also like I, uh, people in the chat point out they have. I I also have a couple NFTs, right? Uh, they're they're on Ubik, not Ethereum, and I only paid like pennies for it, right? Just to fucking click buttons and try it, right? With the ten grands, like, we've covered ten grands in the past. That's the Fediverse cryptocurrency that was uh, that had no business being worth as much money as it was. That the price has since plummeted because we haven't been using it a whole lot, by the way, because the tip bot. Um, and let me explain that first, actually. So. When we did the the first interview with Moonman, uh, we did we talked about ten grands, the Fediverse currency that he and Robeck made, and there was a tip bot. Uh, the tip bot ran out of money, and we decided not to, or they decided not to replenish it, uh, and instead they have, like you know, a couple of other ways to get it, like using the the NFT store and a couple other things. Um, but where am I going with this? Uh, since people aren't constantly tipping the bot, people are forgetting, people on the Federalists are forgetting that it's a thing and they're not tipping each other. And so as interest declines, so too does the price. I think it's only worth 20 bucks now. Um, whereas when we last talked about it, it was worth 200. So that's wild. Um, that's a thing that happened. Um, but I, I love Moon and his NFT store and the community around it. Uh, it's mm. very positive and awesome. But Twitter has been having quite the heyday with almost every other NFT project under the sun. Uh, but, uh, not even just Twitter, but like I'd say like popular social media at large. But like but. the NFT projects that are getting roasted right now, I kind of feel like they deserve it because like they feel like snake oil and scams. <laughs> I think that's literally the problem, though, right? It's like it, that's all the perception mm-hmm. ever is. It'll, well, it'll cement if, itself like that, right? Right. Yeah. If people who, um, you know, are talking about it are, you know individual names that just spout off fucking whatever and don't right. really know what they're talking about and they always repeat the same talking points so like it feels like they haven't really researched it like there's plenty of reasons to shit on nfts and crypto right i i will never deny that right but like a no, lot of the perfect. people that creep up in the comments under every nft announcement are they're just saying the same shit and a lot of it's kind of out of touch 
right? Like uh, where you can clearly tell they didn't form the opinion or do the research; they just took what their favorite YouTuber said. Right, and that's also true of the other side. Like, there's a lot of people who uh, are proponents of NFTs, but they clearly don't understand it either. Like Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park; he clearly does not understand how they work. Because yeah. he, he wrote a tweet that's like, "Guys, I can explain it. NFTs are the future, man." Imagine buying a Fortnite skin and then using that skin in Call of Duty, but that's not how that fucking works, Mike Shinoda. What you I should've... mean, it could work like that, but that's incredibly that's that's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Yeah, well, you need yeah. something. So every time I see that, when I bring up like you need something, I guess our real life potential version would have been either Meta or if Star Citizen ended up being as life changing and world shattering as they it's think supposed it will be. to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't. I, it can't at this point. But beside the point here, uh, like if, unless you have something that's like all developers must work under this piece of software, right? They're not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. No. Why? I mean, I guess Microsoft could enforce it right. now. So one day <laughs> we will be famous, and one day Mike Shinoda will binge our show. And I want to tell you, Mike Shinoda of the future, hello from 2022. What you should have said is, imagine you buy a really cool, unique Fortnite skin. It's an NFT. Somebody else has a really cool Counter-Strike skin that you want, and you can trade them. That is realistic. What you fucking said that day, not fucking realistic at all. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's, it's possible in some form, but it never happened like You that. can trade one it, in-game it item for another mon- in-game item if they're NFTs. That, that's, yeah. that's the benefit, and nobody's fucking saying that. It's annoying. So I, I keep talking about Robeck. I, I want to I show for Robeck for a minute. I fucking love Robeck. He's never been on our show. He's probably too famous for us. Uh, if he's listening, DM me. But Robeck has a couple articles. <laughs> Find him on Twitter. I mean, he's on Shipposter Club. He's the reason I'm on Shipposter Club because his article brought me there. But he has a Twitter account because he's active in the crypto community. So he kind of has to have a Twitter account. They're not going to follow him to Shipposter Club. right? But um, find him on Twitter. I mean, they might soon. <laughs> they might the soon, yeah. yeah. Well, but... soon, soon. Twitter is crypto. Like that's that's right around the corner. Yeah. So, uh, but my and point most is, most people don't know that. But yeah, I love Robeck. Find him. Find him on Twitter. Scroll his profile. Find his articles because I don't know how the fuck Ethereum addresses work. But find his articles, his Mirror.xyz links that he puts on Twitter. He put out a couple articles about his perspective as a collector because collecting things is valid. Like people who collect Pokemon cards, I don't do that. That's valid. People who collect baseball cards, that's valid. There are people who collect NFTs. It's kind of the same ballpark. I don't do any of those, right? And I don't think I ever will. But I'm not going to tell you it's not valid, right? Uh, So Robeck has some really interesting perspectives on that. He also has an article where he has a lot of really good ideas about how video games could implement NFTs that no AAA publisher has thought of so far. Because obviously every single one that has announced anything, they either announce nothing other than we're looking at it, like Square Enix, or... They like Ubisoft is like, hey, we made a platform for this, and then it sucks ass, right? Like it's usually one or the other. Like Square Enix didn't tell us anything about their NFT plans other than they, they buzzwords. They talked about it. Yeah, they which didn't actually kinda, announce anything. Which is kind of the point that I was getting at when we when we first were talking about it. Uh-huh. Is it's like, sure, a lot of those points in a, in a in a vacuum in a perfect world uh-huh. would be fucking great. Right. And they don't necessarily make gaming great, but they upgrade some of the aspects that we don't like. To being at least a bit more tolerable, but the issue is that uh-huh. they could also very easily go the exact opposite way for me, and that that was always my issue with NFTs. I you know the environment uh-huh. I think is overblown that that right. argument, but like I, I just I don't want to 
do something that could just mean that mm-hmm. instead of that, uh, I mean, Fortnite is a good example, but like, I don't Actually, know. Let's say, Victim, like, can I interrupt Legends. you for a second? So I want you yeah, to think, uh, I'm going to say a few things, but I want you to think of some examples on Twitter that you've seen where people just hate this fucking NFT shit. Okay. And I want sure. you to give me both barrels. But before you do that, think about it. So you are ready. But first, in the chat, Ice Loops mentions about Robeck and Moon. They made curio cards. If you look at odyssey.com, find our highlights channel, like the, the episode that Moon was on. He actually went into detail about how that played out. That was actually a really good episode. Uh, and we had a lot of live viewers on Odyssey. Obviously, we're not streaming on Odyssey anymore. This is working great. I love this. Uh, but all of our VODs are still there. And I made highlights of the curio card story. Uh, you should go listen to it. It's fucking great. Uh hear it from moon himself not me because he was actually there right and he gave a really cool recount of what happened uh the other thing i want to say is um nfts do support the artists because like when an artist mints their nft and sells it they, they get a lot of good money like so if you're an independent artist uh and you are tar- tired of starving and making nsfw commissions like nfts is a good way out right um obviously a victim's about to tell you not everyone thinks that yeah, yeah I, you're, you're going to say it. I know you will. Uh, but I do want to say that I think owning art is dumb. Obviously, collecting is valid. NFTs work really good for collections of things like uh, collect a collection set. And then you have to have them all just like baseball cards. Like that is a very practical application of minting images on NFT blockchains. Right. That makes sense. I'm not going to do it. I owned a couple because I clicked the buttons and it was fun. But I'm not going to I'm not a collector. Robeck is. You should ask him for his opinion on being a collector. Um, yeah. As for just in general, the practice of minting your own NFT of artwork that you made so that you can own it, You're, you don't actually own it. You own a share of it that is actually just a URL to it, right? Um, some people think that's valid. Like that, The community has agreed that that practice is valid. You don't actually own the art. You own a link to the art, which is either an IPFS, like it will never go down because of science URL, or it's a fucking link to Google Drive, right? Hopefully it's an IPFS link. Because then it will never go away. But uh, still, I think the practice of owning art is a little silly. Like, I have two posters on my wall. These are two, like, the Doom 1 and Doom 2 poster. Those are prints. Prints off Amazon that I pay 20 bucks for. Now, over on this wall over here, in that picture frame right above my door that you can barely see on my webcam, that is a, uh, it's like 407 out of 500 lithograph prints of the Doom 2016 key art. That is worth way more money, right? I get it but I'm not really much of a collector, right? But I kind of get the idea. So, like, I I don't want to say it's not valid, but I think that it there's a lot that I don't see myself ever participating in, if that makes more yeah. sense, right? Like, like, you do that, but, like, and it does support artists that mint their own shit, uh, but I think, Victim, you're about to tell me that it's not all roses, isn't it? No, Go I right think, ahead. like... You know, there's the obvious examples of things like that. I forget the fuck they're called offhand, but they're like that monkey, the really shit art that they just making like that. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of uh, what's it called? Uh, people make profile pictures out of it. Um, what's that app called? Oh, it, there's an app that people make stupid pictures of themselves. They all look the same. I can't recall offhand. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? But I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever, like, actually, I don't even know if I've ever seen the name, but I've seen the pictures I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds you of that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, but, like, you know, like, that's that's an obvious longing thing. And then you get, like, the obvious shit where people are stealing art. That's that's another thing, too. Um, like, OpenSea's just had an issue of people literally 
taking the pictures of people's fucking landing pages on YouTube and selling them. Right. Um, which is, you know, like that that's all bad PR for NFTs in general. And mm-hmm. I feel like honestly a lot of these companies should be doing way more in order to make them more lucrative for themselves. But um yeah, even even on like the front of like uh, like what Troy Baker was doing isn't necessarily a horrible idea, all things considered. It's just it doesn't need to be done the way it's done. It doesn't need to be an NFT. It could have literally just been a fucking product and then it wouldn't have been predatory. But because the way the NFTs kind of build exclusivity, they were literally going to market this product on FOMO alone, which is just the wrong way to do it. They didn't have to do that. They didn't even have to have FOMO with NFTs, but they did anyway, which is shitty because like so with with Troy Baker specifically, right? Like he recently got a lot of shit for advertising. I forget the name something voice and what they were what the snake oil that they were selling i think was, it was like voice nft actually something like that so something like that, yeah. the snake oil that they were selling was we're gonna make nfts of people these are just car keys right and you go to their centralized website you put your little nft car key in it's like i want to make a text-to-speech troy baker thing right which would be a text-to-speech troy baker if you are familiar with tiktok you lurk tiktok you understand that text-to-speech is huge Right. And if you're like me and you play a lot of Warframe, they're like the like the four one of the four big YouTubers uh, that cover Warframe, they use text to speech as well. And it's really fucking hard to hear what they say. Right. Yeah. Um, especially Grindheart Squad. Grindheart Squad, if you ever watch our podcast, I don't know why you ever would. Your text to speech is really bad, but I love your videos. Uh, the text to speech is so hard to understand. But like, Man, I hate it. There's some Genshin YouTubers that could really use some text to speech. I'm swear, I swear. I, I text on the screen. Man, I'm trying to watch your video while I'm playing the game. I ain't, I ain't got time to fucking read your 20-minute video, yeah. dude. So this offering was like, it's basically a software-as-a-service property where you show up to their centralized website. It's like, I got, I got the Troy Baker key, or I got the I got the, the Nolan North key. You turn it, and it's like, all right, text-to-speech this thing. And then because you own that NFT, you can monetize the content. So like... I thought this might be a good idea because I know of some content creators that monetize their content that sound like ass, right? And it's like, they could sound like Troy Baker instead, right? But like the the pushback that Troy Baker got was all over the place. It's like, this is awful. You're going to put voice actors out of work, even though it's his own voice. Um, and text-to-speech yeah. will never replace a human. That's fucking stupid. I don't buy that for a second. But no, a I lot wouldn't. of the comments he got was, you're putting voice actors out of work by supporting this. And I think that's silly. Like, yeah, and it kind of brings me down to my sentiment is like, uh-huh. I will never blame him for doing it. Uh-huh. First off, voice actors, they got they get the shit under the stick because yeah. not only are they celebrities. So like they're they, they basically take the rap when it comes to mm-hmm. like popularity, when it comes to these series, which is shitty on, on that front. But they also get paid like way less than regular celebrities. Yeah. Like we're talking like I think the average it may have changed it maybe up a bit. But I think the average is somewhere in like the $800 range per session. You may only do a couple sessions per project and then not have a project for several months. Yeah. And so like it's all like, your con especially, especially like, maybe not for mm-hmm. Troy Baker, mm-hmm. but for most voice actors, that's going to be the case. But like you have to live in a certain area, either Houston, Texas or Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Two different shitholes, right? Uh, you have to live locally there. And you have to pay for all your travel expenses. So if you go to a convention, like you're paying for your flight or you're driving, right? And um, it doesn't. If you're lucky, they'll give you a hotel. Yeah, and 
they probably only pay you a couple hundred dollars for your appearance and then you need to sell autographs you need to sell art you need to sell whatever um fucking john st john reading a page from 50 shades of gray like whatever you got to do suck any any dicks you need to survive right shit yeah. voice yeah. actors have the shit end of the stick and then they, they really there's do the, there's the social political aspect of it like you know i don't honestly believe john st john is a far leftist but he tweets like one right but i feel like he has to say those things to get jobs as a voice actor oh, in california so yeah. like I, it's so hard for me to blame any of these voice actors because it's like what are they supposed to do they're literally mm-hmm. choosing between speaking their mind or or i guess in some cases literally throwing their career out the window because these this nft project for troy baker has given him a stupid amount of negative pr mm-hmm. um or not putting food on the table yeah and I, right. it always disappoints me to see people, uh, content creators on YouTube that make fun of the woke crowd. They, they'll pick on voice actors like John St. John because he tweets something cringy. But it's like, you understand, he has to say that or they're not going to hire him. Like, yeah, he's under the Absolutely. gun. Like, maybe he is on, maybe he is left wing, but is he a far leftist? I don't know. Most people, I don't think most people are far leftist. I think they're just coerced to say extremist I mean, you can things. definitely find voice actors that mm-hmm. definitely are in that boat. Like, Stephen Bloom is a good example. Mm-hmm. I I had to, like, I ignore his tweets when I scroll by. I love his voice acting work and I'll never hate his voice acting work because of it. But that guy goes so off the fucking rails, but uh-huh. shit that I, I, I read it and I'm like, I don't even know where you got this opinion from, man. Like, <laughs> I, okay, I'm just going to keep scrolling. Yeah. And like, I don't hold okay. it against him. Like, you know, it's the hustle, man. Like, you know, you adopt yeah, the opinions I mean, of your employer because you want them to keep employing you. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, and because of the way Seg, uh, Seg after works, if you are in the union, you are literally i mean no don't get me wrong not that they don't support the voice actors but they also kind of force them to support them uh kind of just based on how that works so it's like kind of a double-edged sword right it's like the fuck you supposed to do but i mean at, at that point though it's like what troy baker is essentially marketing here though in his nfts is just uh-huh. a vocal synthesizer essentially he, it's literally vo- a vocal aid with extra steps Right. Yeah, it works vocaloid. How how do we? It works vocaloid. Yeah. So it's just I, like I, I, I honestly that. think yeah. he should he should reel back on that, uh-huh. and just say, okay, you know what? I'm stepping out. I, I'm stepping down. I realized this was a bad idea. Yeah. And just fucking leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Because it, no matter how much money he's gonna get, uh-huh. that negative PR could literally, especially if NFT like hate goes far enough, could land him in like a similar boat as like Vic. Like, sure, it's yeah. not gonna be for sexual harassment, but it's gonna be for I don't know. Maybe they're gonna label him as fucking right wing. Alleged sexual harassment. Let's be clear. Yeah, alleged. Uh Well, actually, I don't even think it's alleged. I'm of the mind that he didn't. But whatever. Right. But the point is, is, you know, Vic got super canceled because he didn't toe the line, right? Um, Yeah. And the same could happen to Troy. Yeah. Just, just in a different way, essentially. That that's what happens when you don't fall in line. So you know, you're gonna say and do whatever you can. Like you know, I have kids. Like I understand the concept of saying or doing whatever the fuck you have to do to get by because i would do anything for those two right like i get it right and maybe i mean it's not ideal it and i'm not going to oh. tell anyone they have to like it but that's just part of life is you know it's hard to blame people putting your pride you know, aside like yeah well right you like you said you t- adopt your stances of your employers whether or not you agree mm-hmm. with them you will publicly agree with them because what you say in public can affect your work life Right. Which is shitty that that's the case, but it is the case. Uh-huh. I mean, it is, it, but also, you know, especially in larger companies, just by virtue of saying, you know, 
putting it on your LinkedIn or whatever that you work at whatever company, (laughs) you are now representing that company. You're using you're using their good name for other purposes. So, yeah, you've got to pay the piper. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you say, hey, I work at Microsoft, that's instant clout. You're instantly going to attract eyes, even though it's only a couple thousand. You're still attracting more eyes because you put that there. So it's only fair at that point that you also represent the company. Yeah. Yeah, and nobody's saying that, you know, oh, woe betide you that you can't um, have your own opinions, by all means. It's just... No, it's I'd like, never say that. Right. Well, yeah. What's unfortunate <laughs> okay, is that... You, you can't know... have your own opinions, Vic. Sorry. <laughs> like, there's something Moon said on Moon the Admin for Shitposter Club. He said once that really stuck with me. I thought it was a really good quote. It's like, and I, I agree with him on this because it was a statement. And, and what he said was, you know, everybody, everybody has like one shitty opinion right but you don't have to share yeah. it right um no. and i think that's absolutely true like i don't play this virtual signaling game but like i'm very like secure and confident in my beliefs like i don't believe like things that i think are shitty right but like the fact that i would defend like the idea of speaking your mind and not like just falling in line with the most far left thing that they want you to say is not a good idea. People will just assume that I have like opposite opinion. And that's not true. Right. Like they should just get to know me. Right. Like I, I, I think, you know, everyone should have a voice. I, you know, but that's partly why our show is not on YouTube. Cause I can stare in the camera and say things like Tiananmen square massacre, um, <gasps> you know, and, and it's fine. Cause we're going on odyssey, not YouTube. And they don't ban for that. So like <laughs> iTunes might ban us eventually, but I don't think they notice. Um, also, well, they won't notice yet because and also we're too, it's too deep in the episode. They won't that. watch this long. Right? They'll ban you for other things. And I'm actually, sure. uh, we should talk about Odyssey because obviously we're not streaming there today. Uh, so I actually do want to talk about that. So uh, to be clear, uh, I think Odyssey is a really good idea and a really great product. Their streaming is not quite where I want it to be. Like I can't do emotes on Odyssey. I can't. Uh, and paid subscriptions is not quite right. Um, they don't have the infrastructure of Twitch with the Twitch Prime and all that. Like, you could tip LBC, which is their cryptocurrency. You can also tip dollars. But I can't find out how. Like, the button's not there. It's not ready. It's not ready for prime yeah. time. Like, I think they might be a serious competitor to Twitch if they keep going the direction that they're going. Um, but I mean, today is Twi- not that day, <laughs> right? Twitch is shooting itself in the foot so hard lately. So yeah, I mean... so it's a pretty low bar, right? <laughs> But, like, Odyssey, like, so for those that don't know, we post our show on Odyssey. Odyssey is a a centralized website hub thing that consumes video content from the the library, LBRY, blockchain, right? It is a blockchain YouTube. And it's actually, unlike NFTs uh, uh, in some, as, as fucking Vocaloid, right? It's actually a practical use of NFT, or, sorry, blockchain, uh, where... The, the, the nodes on the blockchain are, you know, links to files in a very, very large peer-to-peer network, right? Where odyssey.com and its infrastructure is a peer on this peer-to-peer network. So they consume the library blockchain and to serve videos more better, uh, they just kind of suck them all up. But then they have policies, like they, they have rules, like you can't be like uh, a, a big hater, right? You can't like harass people. Uh, you can't dox people like they, they have the typical corporate rules that you would expect from a, a, a terms of service. Right. Uh, but library doesn't. Right. Library is a blockchain. You can upload whatever you want. But like Odyssey, the platform would take your video out if it didn't meet their standards. Like you can't upload 
the Avengers movie, right? You know, they'll be like, hey, that's copyright. You can get out of here, DMCA, right? Um, just like YouTube would. But, like, I could stare at the camera and be like, free Hong Kong. And, like, I'm not going to get banned, right? Like, that's fine. Um, For now. For now. Well, no, forever. Because if oh, I was just making the joke. I know. You know, China will own everything. Odyssey actually. can go out of business. Library Inc. can go out of business. The library blockchain will continue to exist because that's how blockchains work. And I can continue uploading our videos there. The, the Both companies can go out of business. It's fine. It used to be one company. They split into two. And that was a really good move. Um, uh, but the point is, is that, you know, I don't post our show on YouTube because I don't want... And I don't have sponsors because, like, I don't want to, like, be effectively censored with what i say like i don't think my con my opinions are controversial right i really don't but um the the big tech uh influence on content creation i think is very toxic and very bad right um because right now people um the mainstream on twitter uh right which veers to the left they accept big tech ownership of ideas because it currently suits their agenda but, you know, there's right. a reason why, you know, content creators in China and Taiwan are signing up on Odyssey, not YouTube, right? Because well, of course. China will ask YouTube to simply eliminate those people, and then they will. Uh, but, you know, Odyssey honors no such requests. Right. A lot of the big tech companies, uh, which, again, I'm thankful that Microsoft, not Tencent, buying everything, uh, they're, mm. you know, beholden to Chinese money. It's like, right. you know, why we're... Um, what is it? Four of the... Or were there five Transformers movies? All but the first Transformers mm -hmm. movies. Why did they all go to China and cast China as the great saviors? Because they wanted the China money. Right. You know, and also, uh, this is not xenophobia. Like, you know, I have Chinese friends. It's fine. Like, their government... <laughs> their government is the problem, right? And right. It's CCP. Yes. The, to yes, be clear. The CCP is the problem. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's funny. It's funny that we bring this up, too, because, like, a lot of Chinese companies are literally finding outs. They, they want out. Even Tencent. Tencent just sold sold back a large chunk of its rights over League of Legends and Riot Games to the developers. And didn't Mahoyo change, uh, change publishers too? Yeah, uh, Cognosphere. Which uh, is, they're based in Singapore now. Uh -huh. Yeah, which is a company so like, that you the think same about that though. Own. Like Tencent, a company that has thrived and has been allowed and is uncontested in being a shit company. Like they literally made their brand off being shitty fucking people. And people just accept it. Mm. Well, I say people. I mean, there, there's a, a large group of people that accept it. Obviously, not everyone does. But um, managed to do something that is honestly like, look, what? I mean, it, it took the literal China barreling down upon them for them to be good people. <laughs> oh, right. It was just more beneficial for them to. Yeah, like, they're probably making more money doing that. And it also yeah. allows them to remove a little bit of the China influence. So. Mm. Well, in it, yeah, anytime a company does something like that, it has nothing to do with moral. No, yeah, it uh, just happened to also be. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just think so. that blockchain technology and specifically Odyssey.com being what it is and library, the blockchain existing, enabling Odyssey.com to exist is super important to me uh, because I think that it gives people a voice in countries that would censor the Internet, like China. Well, right? yeah, it's like WhatsApp. <laughs> Right, and I I, I want to point out that somebody in the chat mentions that Odyssey does have a bit of a corporate speak in their in their Twitter account. That is true. They make a lot of cringy posts. Um, I don't really. That's not the reason we left left the live stream service. It's because the live stream does not have the right features, right? Like one day, if their live stream becomes a serious competitor to Twitch, I would be happy to go back. But um, SciTube is just fine because it's like self hosted. I thought I didn't host it. Moon did, 
but I, I love it. it. It's got features. You can load the damn website uh, in Finland, right? It'll work. Um, one of my friends from Fetty, he's in, he lives in Finland, and he um, can't load the Odyssey page. Like, it's so slow. It's unusable. And he wasn't able to watch our show live. Um, but this website works fine. People used it for movie night. Like, it's fine. Uh, so that was part of the decision was like, I wanted more people to be able to watch the show live. Cause like, I felt like Odyssey was a bit of a gatekeeping factor. Um, and I was right, <laughs> but the, the VODs feature was really nice. Cause I was able to just run the show, stop the stream. The VOD would populate in the little picker and I could be like, this is the video, push it. I didn't have to upload nothing. So Good. what I'm doing now to be clear for the recording is uh, I am on tube.seriesposter.club r slash melomancy and we started the stream at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. It was just me and Skuma. Uh, we were just talking to whoever would show up in the chat. It was fun. Uh, and then after Victim got here, after he closed his stream, um, we did a bit of a sound test and then I started recording. And what you're listening to now is that recording. So there was a whole like 30, 45 minutes not recorded. If you want to hang out, and talk off the record, like, join me. It'd be fun. This website doesn't do VODs. <laughs> um, That's fair. And yeah, it, it, it was fun to hang out. Yeah. Like, it's casual. It's fine. Uh, it's fun. And I will be advertising in the future uh, on my social... The fuck? The light behind me just turned off. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. Dylan shadows me. I'm sentient again. I turned it back on. That's fucking weird. Huh. <laughs> yeah, clearly it's the, the, the CCP. Um... CCP, dude. They're in. <laughs> they le- they're letting you know. <laughs> they're in. That's funny. They got in through the light bulb. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do I do wish the Chinese people well. I don't like your government. Uh, but I, I would love to visit China. Sometime. I feel horrible for the people, man. I've always Genuinely admired like world. China the place and the people. Like I've always yeah, wanted to go. Oh yeah, culture is fucking oh, wait, no. sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I was but... considering learning like Cantonese because like um, I, I work in the tech industry. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you where I work though. But like uh, there's a lot of like Chinese people like uh, that take the kind of jobs that I, I work in cloud hosting. I won't tell you where, but like uh, there's a lot of like uh, people from China, and I was like, you know, Cantonese would be fun to learn because uh, I'd love to like go see the the country um yeah uh i learned mandarin for a little bit in high school and i enjoyed it quite a bit yeah like how hard could it be because uh, i really want to visit someday that would be really cool. it is significantly harder to learn than i would say most uh european languages uh-huh. yeah chinese of any sort well actually and probably that's um what is it arabic and asian languages are considered the most difficult languages for any english uh-huh. speaker to learn as their second language i want to learn arabic too because uh there's this like feature city they're building there called neom on the west coast of like i think saudi arabia i don't remember exactly where like i really want to go there when it's built it's not built yet but like one day i would totally love to go it'd be like uh it's like you remember De- oh i guess i i gifted it to you for christmas and i don't know if you played it yet but deus ex mankind divided like there's this city they keep talking about you never go there it's not in the game i think it was sequel bait uh, but they keep talking like there was like pamphlet people that are like talking about this like feature city for only augmented people, and it like it sounds like Neom. It's just got a different name. It's even I mean, in the Middle East. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, this just is just saying. a Neom ripoff. That's great. I mean, Deus Ex is literally attempting to mirror real life, and mm-hmm. based on the uh, 
what are they, I forget what they call those. It's like the scientific documents that are supposed to be predicting where tech will go in the future. Mm-hmm. They're doing a yeah. They're doing a lot better than a lot of places do. Uh, funny, so, like speaking of Deus Ex, I want uh, I want to get back to the Christmas discussion. So uh, oh. I was going to gift you both Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, obviously, I got it for you, victim. Uh, and then Rick, you already had it. So I was like, oh shit! All right. I uh, so what I did was I, I bought him all of the Deus Ex games he didn't have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like a couple they're dollars all, each. All very good games. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, yeah, the uh, Deus Ex games are a good grouping of games. Mm-hmm. They're some of my, uh, like, it's controversial, but Invisible War was my favorite Deus, uh, Deus Ex growing up uh, mm-hmm. of the two Deus Ex games. That's the one that had Seattle in it, right? Um, if by Seattle, I can't. No, Detroit's the one that they blow up in the opening cutscene, I think. Mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, is Seattle the one they bomb? It, one or one of them is the one that they bomb. I don't remember. Uh, with uh, <laughs> essentially a nanite bomb that makes everybody uh, st- uh, nanite statues, and then they fall apart because you know it's pretty fucking intense, man. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah. But Invisible War wasn't a perfect game by any stretch, but it showed me what like the bounds of an RPG could be like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it had the voice protagonist with individually picked voice lines, you know, shit like that, that you couldn't, you know, I heard the old Republic the didn't have it. Yeah. And that was its contemporary for mm-hmm. RPGs. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a perfect game, but it was a good game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it gets a lot of uh, hate because it wasn't, well, Deus Ex, the first one. But, you know. Right. Part two. Well, one, I mean, uh, when you get around to Mankind Divided, I think you'll really like it. And yeah. I, I will confirm, you can just go in blind. You don't actually have to play the third one again. You'll be fine. Well, that's fine. I, uh, I wouldn't anyways. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, uh, there's like a recap like option it's optional and it's like a like a like a 20 minute cutscene that recaps the third game like you should just get some popcorn and a beer and like watch it i played that one but i didn't do all the uh dlc because they uh-huh. waited for fucking ever to put out human revolutions dlc really and i just I, didn't want to go back to the game i didn't even know they had dlc even... <laughs> well it I... happens in the middle of the game like uh oh. you know when you're stuck in uh China? so when you're on the ship traveling oh, from point ship. a to point b mm. That's one of the DLCs. Uh, yeah, I played so, it when that that one was out, but yeah. not with the others. I forget what the others are, but uh, it's just like DLC they, they take for place the game at is undis- fine. undistinguished times throughout the, the game, basically. Yeah, ba- yeah. Basically, any time that Adam Jensen is taking a nap, there's a DLC for. It. Yeah, the, the same is the true ship one's good. Kind of I argument. will admit the ship one is really good, but the others are uh, skippable. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It, the one thing that I really didn't like... Wait a minute, the ship level, was that DLC? The ship level? Yeah. Yeah, when you play on the ship, that was uh, the first DLC. So I played through Human Revolution years after it came out, and I just thought that was another level. Yeah, yeah no. I, I, I same. I, I found out um, afterwards that it wasn't, and I was like, oh, fuck, that would have sucked. There's so that much important context a... in that level. Like, don't you yeah, need, like, I was the... like, what the fuck? You meet, like, the hacker man in that level, and it's, like, super important. I think that's one of the reasons why people hated it as much as they did is because it just felt like everything was DLC-itized. 
Well, and it also a, didn't really yeah, end it, very it felt well. Like, it felt like cut content. Mm. Yeah. Um, is what it... In fact, I think it was cut content. Um, really fucking good part of the game, though. Holy shit. Probably my favorite level was the ship level, actually. <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're gonna need to take a pause in Human Revolution. But Dylan, what's the? So oh. I think uh, the logical thing to do, since we've been going longer than two hours, is to wrap up with that planet side topic. But before that, like, let's reel it back to Christmas, right? So like, this is all this entire episode has been one giant, you know, Christmas tangent based on what victim got for Christmas. What else did you get for Christmas? Was, did you have a good Christmas, victim? Oh, I guess yeah, kind of. <laughs> well. Um. Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got some more games, I guess. I got a, mostly money this year, and then I also got um, got some coffee uh, flavoring things. Legit, legit. This is Star Wars based. Mm-hmm. But um, what else did? I, oh, I also got Elden Ring. Oh, oh I haven't. Oh my god, I haven't told this story. Oh, this story will be great for the podcast. Here yeah. we go. All right. I bought so. I own a PS5. I thought it'd be amazing to buy the collector's edition, the physical collector's edition. I denote that for a reason, for Elden Ring. Like mm-hmm. almost almost $400 because you have to order it physically from America, only place you can get it, unless you live in like Europe, but whatever. That's even more expensive. Um, $100 shipping, $122 in Canadian dollars. A lot of shipping. Yeah. My mom felt bad that she didn't have anything for me for Christmas. She's like, she's like, here, I know you want that game. Buy it. It's a Christmas gift. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure? You know how much this is? She's like, yeah, yep, yep. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. I buy it. I'm fucking sitting there excited for weeks. Think to myself, I'm like, wait a fucking second. I own a digital edition PS5. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I can't play the fucking game. When you had a bad day. I'm going to have to buy the game a second time. Hundreds of Canadian dollars on the shelf. Oh, and then you got to buy the game again to play it. Yeah. Uh. Does this make you feel? Honestly, it was a moment of like... <gasps> and then I was like, ah, whatever. Fuck it. You pinged <laughs> like, me uh, on Discord when you had the realization. You're like, oh my god, I fucked up, Dylan. And I'm like, well, what did you do? I was yeah. trying to think to myself, he fucked up. What did he do? And like I, I was, tra- I was running through my head like, what could he have done? <laughs> I was like, whatever, fuck it. I, I honestly, it's to a point where like, I got gift cards for Christmas, and I don't, I didn't have any plans to use them on anything. So I'm just gonna, fuck it. I, I'll just buy the game again. Oh, super painful. It's painful. I don't want to do it. For the record, I don't want to do it. It's gonna hurt, but I have. Oh. I mean, yeah, I could is. I could cancel the pre-order, but I really want the statue, and that was like my big thing. You can't really see it's it's kind of like blocking my mic and a little bit off camera, but I have the Dark Souls two and Skyrim uh, super collector's editions back there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can Man. see the Halo three poster that came from the super big collector's edition for Halo three. Yeah, I miss and... that those days. Where the fuck is it offhand? Oh, it's it's down uh, down here. So this this shelving unit at the bottom. Yeah, I have the Dark Souls three. Do you remember uh, back in the day, uh, Hollywood Video, when you pre-ordered games, would uh, give you a T-shirt? Yes. Well, not Hollywood Video, but uh, our our, Your our equivalent. same version. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, I, just realized, I still have two. Speaking of Blizzard, I still I have uh, two of the expansion packs over there uh, in their oh. collector's editions as well. I remember rolling up to fucking middle Speaking school thinking I was hot shit with my Tekken 3 t-shirt. Like, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't learn our lessons until we were older. And then uh-huh. you got a, you know, sweet tech job. Right. And... Yeah. Who's laughing now? Oh, my God. I ha- I saw someone from my high school days uh, delivering my pizza to my house that oh. I own. I was like, ooh. And it's funny because I have a little, like, uh, like a bear carving that I got, like a, a little bear statue, wood carving, chainsaw carving that I got for Christmas uh, with my last name on it. And my wife answers the door. She went to high school with us all, right? So this dude recognizes her, sees my last name, and it's like, I own this house. Like, sup, Jeremy? How's pizza? Like, I, it, I, I felt like an asshole. Like... <laughs> but uh, did it stop you? So beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually did you talk feel to like him. Enough of an asshole not to do it. No, I didn't. I didn't clear. actually no. talk to him. But like that, that's oh, okay. that's kind of how it played out. Like I was because I have the statue with the last name. Like all the implications are there. And then you know, Destiny answers the door and she does all the talking because I was like working from home in this room. Like when I zoom with people at work, this is what they see. Um, and then, like, like she did all the talking. She's like, "Oh yeah," and then like Dylan's here and all that stuff. So like, like it, the effect is the same. I just didn't say it myself. Right? <laughs> now this isn't the so I, without getting into too many spoilers. This isn't the one that uh, keeps popping up, is it? No, no. I didn't okay. expect this guy to return at all. Um, this is a completely unexpected. Um, okay, cool. It was kind of funny though. It's like, oh man, the local Domino's delivery guy is this guy I went to high school with, and you know. Uh, I don't do that for a living. No, no, you don't. No, I don't. Uh, it's kind of funny. So, so let me tell you about my Christmas real quick. So, obviously, I got a chainsaw statue with my last name on it. I guess. Whatever. That's pretty sick. I mean, yeah, it is. Kind of cute. Seen it. Yeah, it's like it's like ankle height. I didn't height. say anything about it because I got distracted by your kids the last time I was over. Fair. <laughs> they kind of they, they just like like crawl all over you as soon as you come over. Um, but yeah, like uh, I I got like some weights. And like a bench to do like crunches and stuff like that. That's kind of nice. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, but I I I wore this shirt to remind myself that I need to tell one more story before we get to our last story. So I went to a concert in November during our hiatus. Like it was before our hiatus. It was actually before our last episode. But I forgot to talk about it. So what had happened was is a couple years ago, Spotify sent me down a rabbit hole. I happily, by the way, I happily pay. For Spotify, but I own a lot of CDs and I support my I support my favorite artists and I buy their shit, right? Um, but I I enjoy the the listening experience on Spotify, and like um, I like the algorithms. Like normally algorithms are bad, right? I hate that algorithm. Like that's the reason Twitter is really shitty, right? Because it's not sequential, uh, like the Fetty. Uh, but Spotify feels like you know machine learning and algorithms for good, right? I have discovered so many fantastic bands because of Spotify. One of those bands is called The Midnight. Like, I was in deep in the synthwave rabbit hole, right? Found a band called The Midnight. They make some retro-shounding shit, but it's new, right? Um, absolutely love their music. They were in Seattle, and I was like, all right, I'm going. Going to Seattle. I'm going to go to this fucking show. And I did. And, um... So I'm wearing the t-shirt for Jupiter Winter. That's the band that opened for them, right? Um, 
And uh, also the, the two members of this band are in The Midnight, at least for the most recent album. And so they stayed on stage and played with them because The Midnight's like three people. Yeah, but they need the full band to play. So that's how they get around that problem. But like that was a magical fucking night. I tell you what, like, oh, my God. Uh, so in Seattle, they have like a vaccine mandate where you have to like present proof of vaccination to get into any building, which is very different from where I actually live. Um, but I went. It was fun. Right. Like uh, I hadn't been in a rock concert since before the pandemic started because there were none. And um the, I think the most impressive part was that they they packed that theater. It was at the the Moore Theater. It's like it's like an orchestra theater. There's like three levels and it's like super tall. Um, that theater was packed full of the Midnight fans, and I just look. I remember looking around at the hundreds of people there. Like there are this many people that know this band. Every time <laughs> I bring it up or tell someone about it, they've not heard of it. Yeah, and it's like. I'm surrounded by my people. I feel I felt really at home. I was like, this is yeah. fucking awesome. So I bought the merch store out, uh, which included this shirt because I bought one of everything. Um, well, almost. There's a couple things I didn't buy. But like one of the things I bought was this little cassette tape. This is the Midnight Endless Summer. This is their best album by far on an actual cassette tape. I don't have a cassette player. It is on display on my desk. Time to get the Walkman. If I had one, I'd fucking play it, dude. Like, I'm so stoked. Like, this band is amazing. I support them. No, I, I buy their I, merch, but I still listen on Spotify because they get a couple pennies every play, and that's fine. That's totally fine. I listen when I'm over. Yeah, because I keep because it's it's very party party safe. Because like, whenever I have oh, yeah. friends no, over, I I usually put the midnight playlist on because like if I put my normal playlist on, like it's such an eclectic mix of different shit that I I don't want to be judged. <laughs> I listen to some strange shit. Like uh, like it might be a midnight song here, a Metallica song there, and then it's Ken Eshcorp talking about elves fucking. Like you know, like well, it's a yeah. And I think the uh, key thing too with your you know <laughs> your bands right. as well is like I know you're not shy about swearing, but at the same time your kids are starting to get to the point where they're gonna repeat what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, well, it's not a big deal at home per se. You can't like. By the time they're going to school, you know, like in a year or two, um, you know, they can't go around repeating some of the things you say at home. I mean, um, in this day and age, them saying fuck is the least of your worries. I know. So this has only happened once. So my oldest son, he said damn a couple times because I said uh, I was quoting a song from Shmo Yoho, you know, damn, damn, damn. Oh, oh my damn. No. I, I played the video and I, I quoted the song because it's fucking hilarious. And then he says it and he's four. And I'm like, wait a minute. You say can't that. say that. And, and so the, then I thought about it. I'm like, all he said was, damn, what is that short for? Like, God damn it. What's that short for? God, please condemn this to hell. Right. And it's like, we're not religious. My parents were atheists. Why is this a swear word? And I, I couldn't justify it. I'm like, I'm not going to tell him to stop. <laughs> I can't justify I, it. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I I don't know. If I, I, I When I found out later on in life that damn was a bad word or quote unquote a bad word, I was like, why? Then why has no one told me this before? <laughs> why? What's it short for? God damn it! What's that short for? Condemn, like to hell, like. Yeah, I mean, to a non-religious person, it's so like, why it's, is that offensive? Well, even if you are religious, it's barely offensive. Right? I was gonna say, my ex-girlfriend's like heavily religious, like beyond religious family. Um, didn't never give a shit, so it's like, eh. yeah, yeah. 
it's not you have to live in the fucking bible belt for that to matter. you know in the tier of swear words in mm-hmm. in the american tier of swear words i know that we have different tiers based off of different locations it's down there with hell damn hell both of those are mm-hmm. like barely swear words right it's so strange um, to me like yeah no it i do question sometimes like why we care so much about swear words that's the question i was faced with when when those words came out of his mouth like yeah because generally <laughs> speaking why do they matter they don't to be fair at worst you're getting an angry phone call from his teacher yeah i'll bitch her out whatever little jimmy said fuck <laughs> like cool it's like was it funny when he did it like <laughs> so was so it a good joke Back back to Christmas. So 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 Rick, how how is the 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 college bachelor life? Like, what's Christmas like? Oh, in the college? college bachelor life's fine. Um, oh, what are the yeah, holidays no, like for for the college town bachelor? Like, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I never lived that life because uh, you know I was already married. When I well, in school. fairness, I most college town bachelors aren't in their thirties. Uh, Fair, but uh, it was frozen over. I didn't really right. go anywhere for the holidays. I was, you know, I loved snow as a kid. As an adult, it has become nothing but, like, a pain in my ass. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool for a day, but it needs to be gone by the next morning so right. I can get on with my life. Also, in the Pacific Northwest, like, it doesn't really snow here that often. So when it does, <laughs> it shuts down everything because pipes freeze over, the roads freeze. We're not built for it. Yeah, and the Pacific Northwest doesn't get – so anybody that's familiar with snow – they know that the first snow, at least the first, like, four or five hours of snow, are supposed to be this light, fluffy, dry snow. Pacific Northwest just skips that and goes straight to compacted ice. <laughs> yep. It yeah. is such a pain in the ass. Our last snowfall did the exact same thing. It normally doesn't, but it did this time. It decided it was going to basically be, like, a half rain, half hail, half snow. Yeah. Three halves. I was, and, I was real uh, sad. I invited Rick over for New Year's, and he couldn't make it because the snow I was still there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. You know, and uh, anybody that's in Europe, that when I say, "Oh, you know, here's an hour away," I go every weekend. They're like an hour drive. That you know, it's an insurmountable distance for a European. For an American, some people commute further than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in uh, Europe, you travel for an hour, and you're in another fucking country, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's uh. Well, I hope it didn't suck it, or anything. Like, did, oh no, I good? mean, I didn't really. Like I said, I didn't really do anything. My mom did. You know, you've met my mom. You mm-hmm. know that uh, you you question how somebody as old as her is as cool as her. Because mm-hmm. uh, she uh, like she was like, well, I can't cook for you because I'd like to. But I can DoorDash you food, so I ate reasonably <laughs> the whole time. I'm surprised she found a but, restaurant near you that would deliver in the snow. Oh, yeah, no. Well, there are plenty of people that have four-wheel drive or mm-hmm. uh, chain vehicles. Like, Fuck it. If you can deliver during the snow, think about the bank you're making. Oh, yeah. No, oh, you're yeah. getting... Uh, like, I'm sure there are plenty and of And people, people are less likely food. to complain because they know that you're literally the only fucker that can get their food. Yeah. So the next time that that motherfucker sees you ordering... He spits in your food, even if you do tip. <laughs> you know, and they, uh, yeah, no, there's just, it, there's actually a lot of uh, stuff around here. It's just, we're still fucking shut down. Like, I don't know, I don't know the right answer with that. I'm not, you know, a uh, virologist and all that shit, 
But man, it feels like we should have had that figured out at least, mm-hmm. whether we're shut down or not. It was kind of eye-opening like, walking around the streets of Seattle for that concert, and it's like I got some food at a bar, one of my favorite bars from when I used to commute to the office, which is in Seattle, for my job. Right? Um, mm-hmm. It's called the Pike Brewery uh, on First Avenue, right? And I walk in, and like apparently Mason County or King County, where Seattle is located in Washington State, yeah, they have like a vaccine mandate where you have to like show the literal card that they give you when they give you the shot. <laughs> So yeah. if you didn't get the shot, you don't have the card. And if you don't have the card, you can't go in the building. And it's like... Is, Some of the places here do that, It's too. like that for I, every building. I don't know how I would even survive if I had to do that. My yeah. card is a giant, flimsy piece of paper. Same. Oh, I don't bring my card anywhere. It would have disintegrated in my pocket. Some uh, of yeah, them will take that, pictures. That's, like, a yes. picture of the card is also acceptable in some places. But like, That is... Ugh. It's funny, because that's, that's how I got a jury solution. duty. I know. Because... Like, even the card's a weak solution to begin with, but, like, that's actually garbage if they want me to, uh, you know, bring a, uh, like, or take a picture. Uh-huh. It's dumb. <laughs> so, that's dumb, and that's how people in the Seattle area are living their life right now. But, like, I'll tell you what, last week I got some childcare, and I went down to the new local theater, which I won't name because I don't want to actually dox myself, right? But there's a new <laughs> local theater. You've seen it. You've driven by it. You used to live near it. Um, yeah. And uh, it's open now. It's not just for rental. And uh, they have fucking table service. Like, oh, you, yeah, no, you can get wings the... and a beer served so to your table. We don't get that theater. shit. We don't get that shit in Canada. And every time I hear someone talk about it, I'm like, I can get it. alcohol and wings instead of fucking greasy-ass popcorn and, like, orange Fanta? Uh-huh. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. And obviously it's a restaurant, so you're not going to wear a mask. You got to eat. Like, how am I going to get beer through my, my, my two raf fucking mask, right? Which I still have, by the way. Yeah. I, <laughs> in fairness, I've stopped wearing mine, but that's okay. My college uh, has uh, put out that we should wear the N95s. And they provide, they, bonus, mm-hmm. they actually provided a level of M95s. There you go. Uh, so I have an Mask that actually filter the air going through your mouth. That's actually nice. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, like if they put out a mandate that hey, we're gonna do in ninety fives because, you know, a college, it's a college setting. You get a lot of people who can't get the vaccine for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Catholic school, to... so there's there's probably tons of reasons, right? <laughs> well, yes, uh, actually, if the J if the J and J was the only one available, uh, though. In fairness, I'm familiar with the Catholic medical directives, and it would fall under the principle of double effect where the good outweighs the bad Mm. Um, and is a secondary unintended cause in the first place. Dead baby cells, uh, you know, be damned. Uh, Mm. Consortation with evil, as some fundamentalists might say. Anyways. (laughs) You don't eat dead babies? What do you mean? Dead babies (laughs) taste best. Um, I love fish eggs on my sushi. (laughs) But I'm tis. Uh, anyway, oh, I was uh, yeah, I was quoting Snowpiercer in oh. a roundabout way. Yeah, I know the babies taste best. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving past the cannibalism here. Uh, Point is, is that that theater's open, uh, and yeah. unlike Seattle, like they didn't ask me for nothing, like proof of nothing. Like our way of life on like where we are is like totally different from there, and it's like. I am not geographically very far away from this other place, but like no, the but way of life is to- a, night and day less, difference. Yeah, your area is also way less people. 
than Seattle. Mm-hmm. True. Um, like Seattle, and a lot of people that normally commuted to Seattle no longer visit to Seattle, as you know. Right. Um, I don't. So, all my entertainment I get from here, and more entertainment now exists because no one's going there. And exactly. That's good for my local town. Like, so... No, it really is. Um, like, <laughs> the, your town survived by the skin of its teeth and some uh, extra government extras. Uh, without that money flowing in constantly, uh, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have... Uh, it would have been way worse. Oh, I'm There'd sure. A, like some mom and pop shops actually survived. Like I, I have a lot of reasons for why that worked and why over time that has been a winning strategy for where I live. But I don't want to talk about where I live on the show. Exactly. So. That's why I said the town you live in. St- <laughs> right. Didn't uh, elaborate any further. That's uh, fine. So let's talk about Planet Side then. Yeah. So Osher. Tell is, me. Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't actually experienced it firsthand because I'm kind of eh, on shooters right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beauty of it is this is in since Hassan, so I forget how many years ago that was. Oh my god, uh, so many. Like probably like this six. is the first new map for Planet Side. Um it's a big deal that they're getting it because this is a game that's fundamentally ancient for video game purposes. For technology purposes. What year is it on? Year. Like nine? <sighs> Eight or nine, like, I forget. It's about. Uh, I think it's like ten or eleven. Now. I'm gonna look it up. Forgive my. No, it's typing. not. Wow, it, it's it's a couple years older than uh, Wow, uh, or a couple years younger than Wow. Sorry. 2012. So, it came out in 2012. Yeah. 2012 beta was in 2011. It had an extended beta because those existed at a point. In so time. can I can I put something in perspective? I just did a quick Google search. So yes, Planet Side Two launched in 2012. I want to name off a couple other games that launched in 2012. Keep in mind, we're talking about a game that people still play, and when this new map comes out, we're probably going to play it, right? Yeah. Um, so, also in 2012, Diablo 3, Journey, Mass Effect 3, Borderlands 2, The First Dishonored, XCOM Enemy Unknown, Guild Wars 2, um, Assassin's Creed 3, not the HD remaster, the original. Right, like uh, that was before HD remasters existed. What are you talking about? The yeah. only thing getting HD remastered was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Hotline Miami, Fez, Spec Ops: The Line, Torchlight Two, Dragons Dogma, FTL, Fasted and Light, Sleeping Dogs. Like all of this shit was in 2012. In talking in World of Warcraft years, that's Missa Pandera. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means, but that that's the expansion that came out. Uh, at the time and like so 2012 was a long fucking time ago and this game is still going yeah so it'll be nine this year um i think in august i think that's her birthday maybe older than my oldest son by several years (laughs) oh yeah yeah you have talking you have a talking child that is younger than this yeah uh i do (laughs) so the but the game yeah in Going strong is obviously a bit of a stretch. Like, obviously, they've had to cut corners, make things work. Um, so this is actually something that I had to let Kamikaze78 take the reins for this one because he's played the map. I have mm-hmm. not because I didn't really want to spend the time to yeah. download the test. Also, and I, I fully shit. intend to go in blind. Like, I hope it's good. But uh, did Kamikaze yeah. have concerns? Well, <sighs> there's some obvious balance concerns because mm-hmm. it has water and everything acts differently either on or below the water no guns well 
I say no guns. There are some special uh, infantry weapons that you can get that work underwater. They're kind of shit guns, but they work underwater. That's their main draw. They're middle of the pack guns as far as like mm-hmm. killing people. But you could kill people with rocks if you had rocks in planet side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's been some balance changes uh, that went out at the same time. Really, what this is going to uh, turn into is air is going to control uh, the map because you can't fire guns underwater. Air vehicles can fly underwater, by the way. What? Yes. So if they're getting shot at you know, by anti-air, they can just dip out of anti-air's range by going underneath them. That's I know, a it's a stupid plan. It, it really I think they should make it so they float on the water rather than go under. I think they that's should. The um, vehicles that float on the water or go under the water. So anything with treads goes under the water. Anything with wheels floats on the water. Uh, mag riders float above the water. Mag riders are the only thing not affected by the water. Basically. That's bullshit. <laughs> Holy shit. So uh, mag very will float. of them. Vag- mag well, riders I will float. Uh, I guess the javelin floats too. Right. And also, so the vanguard with treads will just go under the water like your Halo 2 Scorpion Hill. No problem. Yeah, but it can't shoot underwater. Neither can oh. uh, the Prowler. Okay. I mean, I guess they can sneak up on people, but they you go so slow under the water, you're, the better option is to uh, uh, just suffer and use lightnings mm. for everything. Uh, and uh, you do like base spawns and stuff. This is a very construction-focused map, so that That's means good. in the off hours, the map's going to just be awful i'm, I'm okay well. with that because i think construction so should play a bigger that role. also but what, what that does mean though is in off hours while we're playing that we have i mean a, that may be true exactly too. Uh, <laughs> yeah osher is uh seems cool but sort of thing there right. is, yeah like there are a it lot may, of it may need some stuff. iterations oh it'll absolutely uh need some uh, adjustment right now the uh um uh, processing power required for osher is through the roof Kami, who's, uh, you know, he claims, and I have to go off his claims, he didn't prove this by any stretch, but he said that uh, when he was, uh, when he streams in, you know, with, because when he streams, he does it in big boy settings, not Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know. Because he wants his footage to look good, right? Yeah, he doesn't do it uh, with uh, potato settings to, you know, as many people play the game in, Mm -hmm. um, because they've got to squeak out every bit of FPS for the maximum, uh, dps i guess uh but uh when he does the yeah when he does footage uh he gets 60 frames roughly. typically is 60 frames he hovers around it at all times uh on osher he said he was dipping into the 30 frame territory for capture um that's in not heavily contested areas in heavily contested Mm. areas we're going to be looking at slideshow mode almost guaranteed Probably even potato rigs are going to be looking at slideshow mode. Yeah, and I, I'm running this thing on Linux, so I'm, I'm a little worried about a performance problem. Because You're I, absolutely going to need uh, to be looking at potato settings, man. Maybe yeah. not in render distance, but in general. Like, uh, I was able to load Indar just fine. Like, it was seamless, but I did not play for very long. I just proved to myself that it worked and logged out. Yeah, yeah I think uh, uh, there are some balanced things. And some of it, you know, the game is being held together with duct tape and glue at this point. Mm-hmm. So I can't fault them if some things just can't happen. But it's the duct Theory... tape and glue of love and passion, not in that order. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, they uh, like some things that uh, I think they could do to help out with balance. You know, one is they could uh, 
allow all infantry to be able to go up and down in the water. Uh, as it stands, if you, say, accidentally exit your vehicle that's floating on the surface of the water and you're not a light assault, you can't get back to it. Uh-huh. Ripperoni. Which is kind of funny, but at the same time, yeah, at the same time, I should be fa- able to fucking swim. Uh, yeah. I think like, it's gonna be uh, or, or at least some weird mm-hmm. pseudo like Mario swim thing where you jump and you like, oh yeah, like, I float and you can jump shit. again, and, you know, or something, right? Like, oh yeah, I'd take fucking anything. Yeah, I yeah, I don't care how they manage it, but like, uh, yeah, ve- treaded vehicles or all vehicles should not be slowed by water. I like, or at least to the extent there. Some vehicle, well, I mean, maybe if you want to slow tanks in the water, whatever. Um, I would honestly slow the bag riders down too, even though they float on top of the water. Just fucking say salt water messes with the intakes. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all like vehicles should be slower on the water. Period. Or they they should all be slower on the water, or none of them should be slow on the water. So uh, hopefully they're listening to this feedback, especially of Kamikaze saying it, because like the Planet Side Two is lucky that they even have content creators on YouTube. Like honestly, it's such an old and underpopulated game; they almost don't deserve it. Yeah. But, like um, I hope they take their criticisms to heart. But yeah. Rel is probably just gonna jump and shock their fucking Twitch chat and be like, you know, let's go, boys, Vanu for the you win. You know, Rel. Did you hear that? Rel- well, one somebody made a sea shanty, or he made a sea shanty. Oh yeah, the Rellerman, uh, and we're calling Rellerman. Yes, uh, the Wellerman uh, base may get renamed to Rellerman too. That would There's be great. been a petition for it. I hope it's a good, hope it's do. a better name for it. Because I actually like Rel. Like I think he's a cool dude. Uh, I just think he talks to Shockter too much. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about it since, like, after I ditched Two Raph, all of it uh, mm-hmm. kind of fell to the wayside. I don't really follow. I think I made anymore. a highlight out of your two raft stories uh, on the highlights channel. If anyone's interested in uh, old Planet Side Two War stories, um, we probably Man. played this game too much. I I was absolutely <laughs> happy to talk shit on the on the podcast. Things that because at the time frame I, I was a PR, you know PR minded focus. Like if you're in a big if you're in a big boy outfit that's trying to be friend you know buddy buddy with everybody and you know keep the community spirit alive there's some things you don't say but some of the people we put up with are just total pieces of shit mm-hmm. and like, you're not with it, them anymore it's okay no like well well i mean i don't have anything against you Raph. yeah i they're still a thriving you know outfit and i i saw them tweet out that they won the first alert on the play test for osher that was kind of cool to see yeah uh they have hype they have a community and they are still going strong and i i i feel like I'm never going to rejoin them, but I, I feel, like, happy that they're going still. I, yes. No, my my biggest thing is, for me, on a principle, like, in a moral standpoint, you know, who I am as a person, you know, I don't, I believe that they, you know, I don't believe in ends justify the means for me. This is a personal, moral, and ethical standpoint for me. Mm-hmm. The ends don't justify the means for me. And there are some really shitty things that they were doing. On the background, in the background, that I strongly disagreed with, and their attitude was like, "Well, if people in the community don't like it, fuck them. They're not. They're not. I think the words the, that uh, Hannibal used were, they're not true believers.' Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of fucked and, up thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you start talking like that, I don't want to be a part of your community anymore. Right. Um, so I packed my bags and I left in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. 
like i'm not opposed to like giving people like elevated privileges for their their time and patronage right like take melomancy for example like the way i restructured the uh piece of mustache hair in my fucking mouth the fuck my mustache keeps tickling my nose it's very frustrating i need some you gotta shave those uh hairs right underneath that yeah i'm I'm just gonna shave it all off here in a second that totally derailed my thought i'm so sorry dear listeners not watching the video um you didn't miss much of my facial expressions i'm sure oh but anyway so like with warframe for example like i restructured the way the clan works i'm not planning to recruit people but the way i redid the permissions was if you're one of us like you're one of like the old hero craft crew or you've been with us for some years on the discord right um then yeah you can build rooms in the dojo you have basically full perms except message of the day and then all the ranks below are reserved for anyone that joins after that we like but maybe don't trust the same way i would trust like people from our discord today yeah you you don't want them changing things am i gonna quote hannibal and say they're not true believers fuck no that's weird that's weird yeah well the so the point was for i need to contextualize this i think so there was a big kerfuffle the original owner of two ref tried to uh pull rank after not being there for like a year uh even uh-huh. though he, his name was still on everything and he, uh, you know, he tried to pull rank on people. Uh, you know, the leadership that was there instituted, uh, I think we called it the uh, King of Ashes uh, protocol. We oh, had it was called Order 66. Yeah. Well, Order 66, we joked about that, too. Uh, but I think we, in our, like, spreadsheets in the background, we called it King of Ashes. And uh, we uh, just deleted or moved all of our information. And then we... Uh... A little bit of background context. Like, basically, one of the people that was in on this escape plan, expecting that Leader Man would fucking do something like this, like, they had a custom Discord bot, uh, but yeah. the Leader Man didn't know the source code of the Discord bot. They're just like, hey, I made a bot for the server. It's going to be great. And it did a couple of Discord bot things. Uh, but one of the things that it did was it also kept a list of everyone in the Discord so it could DM them and say, hey, we moved to the secret new Discord. Fuck that other guy. So they kept the community uh, so together we, despite we to, that guy's yeah, efforts. Yeah, so two ref moved to one ref because we couldn't think of a better name on the fly. And uh, it kind of petered out there. We we had this big energy from a move and we didn't use it. And, uh, you know, three months later, four months later, whatever, uh, you know, we were like, hey, we need to do something. And the idea got floated. We should go back to two ref. We have, you know, the we have the Discord. We have the, uh, you know, we uh, bullied the old leader into giving us perms for it, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <sighs> rather than try to make one raft really work, give it a fair shake or a new whatever, they're like, no, we're going to take all this progress because, again, you have to build up progress in your uh, outfit in Planet Side. And we're going to take all this progress and we're going to fucking nuke it again, you know, and fuck everybody who disagrees with us. And it was, it wasn't a unilateral decision. It just wasn't discussed well. Um, Mm -hmm. Like there, there are a couple of cult of personalities in the leadership of Turaf who uh, will bully and badger and coerce their way into getting, or into getting their way. It happened time and time again. I just, it was too much for me to deal uh-huh. with anymore. I just washed my hands and walked away. 
all these things aside, I'm still pretty excited to try Osher, but I'm not going to sign up for no playtest. I'm going to play it when it's live. Yeah, um, I too, I too will uh, do it, and I'll be on my NSO. I'll suffer on my Chimera because the tank sucks. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Um, so, any last words you want to want to say about Planet Side, Two Raf, or Osher? Uh yeah, and uh, you know all the things away aside, I don't wish ill of Two Raf. In fact, I wish them very well. I like them a lot, for the most part. I just don't want to be a part of them. Yeah. Um, no I hard feelings to the, the, the two RAF enjoyers in the, the viewership. Uh, yeah, all three of them that uh, are, well, us. <laughs> right. You never know. Uh, one day they yeah, might stumble well, upon I this mean, podcast it, yeah, and be like, what? It, it <laughs> is possible that somebody hears about it from one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I want to come out here and badmouth them. That's what I'm getting at yeah, yeah. when I say that. I don't, like, I paraphrased a lot of it. And, uh, you know, you have to just move on with life. <laughs> and I did. I became a robot. It is moving on. So, it's been two hours and 47 minutes. We is... talk a lot. Do it's... you guys talk a lot like this when I'm not around? Uh, yes. Uh, however, okay. uh, the golden ratio of podcast episode length is an hour and a half. But Why it's been a while. You... It's been a while, right? You so... know, if you want you could find a spot to kind of split this up and maybe add in like a little bit for you to say split in. Nah, uh, I always like, uh, I think long episodes are fine. Like, um, a lot of people like they, they don't primarily focus on the podcast they're listening to. They're usually doing something else while listening. That's uh, fair. You know, and that's what I've I never said whenever I have uh, mm-hmm. extra long podcast or like a hidden extra episode that shows up in the middle of the week mm-hmm. or some shit. That's why the mass majority of our listeners, which are a, which is a four-digit number of people, it starts with the number one, but it's a four-digit number of people, uh, they listen to the audio-only version. They don't listen live. They don't watch the VOD. Like, And I get it. That's just the preferred method of listening to a podcast. I just hope they forgive me for not editing the audio anymore. This is just ripped from the video that was then at one point live. right? I hope they forgive me because I don't have time to edit. If you were ever like looking for sponsorship and all that, that would be the time that uh, you would care about things like mm-hmm. that. But since we're just kind of shooting the shit. The only sponsorship with, uh, I audience. need is melonmancy.net where you can find all of our shit. Uh, and let's go ahead and move along with the outro. So once again, my name is Dylan. Everyone calls me Dylan. You can find me at shipposter.club slash Dylan. That's my only social media. Technically, I also have the brand account, right? Like, at Melomancy on Twitter, but like, n- don't message me there. If I retweet something or post something, it's because like I saw some bullshit and I had to respond. But like, I'm trying not to do that because Twitter's bad. Um, and like we we're we we're talking earlier about NFTs, and if you're if you're of the mindset that you know all crypto bad, uh, start looking for a Twitter alternative because uh, crypto's coming to Twitter, and uh, a fantastic alternative would be the Fediverse because the Fediverse is an example of a web three ready tech, right? It's decentralized. You can host your own fucking server on Raspberry Pi if you wanted to, but you don't have to. It doesn't require a blockchain. You don't need one to make web three. Web three and blockchain is not the same fucking thing, right? Blockchain is a very popular vehicle to web three and its ideas, but it's not fucking required. And if someone says it's required, they're fucking wrong. So 
The Fediverse is a great example of that. It's decentralized, but there's no fucking blockchain involved. So if, you know, if that's your moral high ground on Twitter, um, Shitposter Club is waiting, baby. So shitposter.club slash Dylon. Victim over here is mm underscore victim at twitter.com. Also twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming. You were streaming some Xeno Gears earlier. Uh, What you you doing next? What's your immediate horizon? Uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to do next. It will depend on how long it takes me to beat Xeno Gears. But uh, that's because once Elden Ring drops, uh, I think everything else does too. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Elden Ring looks like a game that I may even play. And I'm not a Dark Souls fan. uh, Nothing against it. It's just not for me. One of these days, I'm going to do an episode that Victim isn't on that wasn't the two that he wasn't on. He's, he's been on every episode other than those two. Uh, and it's going to be because of Elden Ring, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, There's that's a chance. Fair. There's a chance. There's a chance. I don't know. But I, I'm sure you're going to be really excited to talk about Elden Ring, so I might be able to entice you back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, always... Uh... You can always hit me up because I'm mm-hmm. always very aware of what's happening in the podcast, even if I'm not present, even if I didn't listen mm-hmm. to that podcast that week. Uh, sometimes I put on a random podcast. This one may hit the bill for uh, mm-hmm. when I go to sleep at night and I'll just let it play. Yeah. Um, so but, you can uh, find uh, Skuma Dealer, also known as Rick. That's not his real name. Uh, he is our top lead moderator man on our Discord. Uh, and sometimes he goes on our show and hopefully we'll see some more of him. Because uh, this was yeah, um, yeah. For anybody that is listening that doesn't really know how I interact with the show outside of the three or four episodes I'm on, uh, <laughs> I'm in the background and I kind of talk with uh, in our Discord channel about the podcast with mm-hmm. uh, the people that usually are on the podcast. We have a podcast channel on our Discord that just has like me, victim, and Sarge in it. Uh, Sarge isn't here, by the way. Uh, if you were wondering, but um. You know, you can see every channel because you're the like the admin yeah. of the Discord. So. Functionally, functionally, uh, yeah. So you obviously could see our discussions and then you contribute to them, and that's fine. Right. Um, well, and like I listened to, like we mentioned them before. I listened to Clownfish. Uh, I would say I watch them, but really, do I watch YouTube videos? No, it goes on in the background while I'm doing other things. Right. Um, I'm not saying we endorse so, Clownfish. Like I don't agree with everything they say, but like they're a pretty decent show. Like yes. I enjoy them too, um, and well, the husband-wife dynamic really helps out with the uh, like the feel of it. Because for, the, you do for those get, who don't know, Clownfish is a husband-wife podcast about nerd shit, like comic books and stuff. Yeah, and it, they're not beholden to any like particular media ownership, so they can say the things that we're all thinking. A lot of people really want to say and just can't or the things that people just don't see because they, you know, get their Twitter feed or whatever and that's where they uh-huh. get their news or yeah. God forbid Reddit. Um so yeah, it's it's nice like filler for when I'm just out of things to like listen to to have them on the background cuz I'll hear about things like I would have never known there was a He-Man show. I would have also never known that it sucked as bad as it did. Mm-hmm. By the way, we should have talked about uh, dipshit. Oh, yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah, well, he can be on another episode. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not actual Kevin Smith, because, right. he, one, he would never acknowledge us, and two, mm-hmm. he can eat shit. Yeah. I wish I had a time machine, though, because, you know, young Kevin Smith would roast the shit out of old Kevin Smith. I mean, he'd probably just strangle the old man. Yeah. It'd be like watching that one movie, Looper, right? Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> old Kevin Smith would fucking, like, strangle current kevin smith but you know whatever whatever um 
we can cover uh, that in another the- show. Uh, so let's wrap it up. This is the Melomancy Podcast. You can find our shit on melomancy.net. We have contact links that I just went over. We have links to all the old episodes. This episode, I'm probably going to upload it tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday the 19th. Um, whereas we were live on the 18th, Tuesday of January 2021. And... Um, It'll be everywhere that audio podcasts are because we signed up for fucking all of them. And then uh, the VOD, the video, that will be on odyssey.com. But the stream this time was actually on Sirius Poster, which if you're familiar with the Fediverse, you probably know what that is. It's a side tube instance that the Fetty people use for like movie nights and stuff. Um, and I, I'm using it now and it's fun. Like this website's for more than just me, but it's like, it's not like a centralized service like Twitch. Like, yeah. Um, Hopefully by the next time we have one of these, I'll have a shit poster put up for you guys. So uh-huh. anybody who does want to yell at me in the internet void, they can. Make sure you talk to me before you make an account because shit poster club may or may not be for you. And Sarge signed up blindly, and that was a mistake. Like I'm not worried about it. There I... are so many instances that have different like little subcultures. Like I would love to walk you through the options and help you pick one. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> will. But I want to. I want a place where I, I can interact with people and they can interact with me. That's yeah. not terrible. And you know, SBC. Well, I mean, good. it might be terrible. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, we've covered it on previous episodes. Sarge got kind of roasted when he joined the Fetty. Oh, I was in the po- podcast yeah. channel for that one. That, it was uh, pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but like, like all of that could have been that show. That could have been avoided he goes, if he had happens. just signed up on a different instance. But or you know, he could have kept his mouth shut. <laughs> Nah, that's Sarge. I mean, that would yeah. be Sarge if he didn't. And you know, you're right, you're right. That's part I won't of the charm. defend him, but that is who he is. <laughs> it's it's, it's no, definitely I'm part not, of the charm. I'm not even disparaging the guy when I say that. I know, it, it's part of the charm. So, anyways, uh, we're I'm gonna stop the recording. Thanks everybody right. who uh, showed up. It was fun. It was super fun to have a live chat. I really wish Victim would have saw it. <laughs> Unless you're there <laughs> yeah, anonymously, uh, and I don't know. Yeah. I'll make it a point uh, to pay attention to the chat. I um, uh, I'm really like bad it. at paying attention to most things, uh, so I, I probably wouldn't. Even if I had it up, I probably yeah, wouldn't have read right. it. So. I'm really hitting the button now. So bye, everybody. <laughs>